Hey, everybody, and we're back. <laughs> oh. Weather on the fives, what? Hello, and welcome to Rock Monster Reverie, the grinning gargoyle of Ramjack. Hey, everybody, it's Alex. Joining me today in Ramjack Studio B is, of course, Brad. Hi there. How are you? Hello. Good to be back. <laughs> For a second, I thought you were asking those questions to me. I... And not well. I was really, you didn't audience. respond, so I just kept going. <laughs> I was hoping someone would somewhere. Brad, how are you doing? You doing all right? I'm okay. I got this uh, big old giant TV here, all 47 inches. Yeah, absolutely gorgeous. I. It's great to get those extra inches on Belvedere. Yeah, you need and, them. And the bell, definitely, it helps. Notice the little things, like people definitely. running into doors, but in the Seriously. that actually plays into part of the plot as opposed to just not. Yeah. I feel like those Baywatch Nights episodes would have made more sense if we could have seen them better. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to go back, do some do some research. There's a reason why Mitch is just like, I don't know about everything. Maybe those fish are really dope, and we just didn't realize it because we needed, a, like, what was it, four or five extra inches yeah. from your other television? We need those five extra inches to realize, oh. Oh, there's a reason they're concreting the police station. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. That makes perfect I didn't sense. see that oh, thing in the background about, like, asbestos and, like, oh, no one should be in here. Right. They can't demolish it. They got to just... You know, yeah. cement the door shut. Mm, that's the only work, does it? I'm gonna start offering that information to people I meet. Like if, if I'm at a small, during small talk, during conversations with people who may be in the biz, as far as like the business of demo, demolishing houses or like construction, be like, what do you think about concreting the door shut? Like as a solution and or just an idea to see what they would say to it. You know what? Uh, it's, it's an idea I hadn't thought of before, but it makes a lot of sense if you think about it. Really? Absolutely. That is brilliant. Put five extra inches on something, you're going to figure it out. Everything makes sense at that point. Guys, we got a wonderful show for you today. Got the best show. So much. We're going to be talking about, of course, Belvedere and Bell later. Yes. That's Mr. Belvedere and Saved by the Bell, our, our standards, our favorites. Indeed. Uh, we're also going to finally be talking about the Gutenberg chapters oh, in the book. Sorry that took so long, guys, but, you know, stuff's been going crazy, it's but it's well times. worth the wait. Oh, well yes. worth the wait. Well worth it. But there's so much to talk about before then. Yes. Brad, uh, should we just start talking about movies really quick? Let's talk about some movies. You saw Paranormal Activity 4 recently, right? I did. For for people, if this is your first episode, Brad loves Paranormal Activity. I love them. Those are my jams. That's um, good stuff. At least the first three. <laughs> <laughs> the second one we saw together in the movie theater. Wonderful horror movie experience in the theater. Yeah. My friend Andrew saw that with us, I think. Tell me about the fourth one, Ed. All right, well, I, if anyone actually cares, I, I won't go into any specifics. Don't worry, there aren't that many specifics to go into because nothing fucking happens in this damn movie. I am so disappointed. It's weak sauce all the way around. Really. I mean, usually, like, the last 15 minutes of the Paranormal Activity movies are insanely tense and, like, you know, high action and crazy paranormal actions are going on. This one, it's maybe the last 12 minutes, and really only maybe the last three anything's happening. And it's not that great. <laughs> the little bit of a story they've been building um, is somehow more vague now and ill-defined. I just wasn't very good. <laughs> Was not very good. I mean, there were, some, there were some good things about it. I will say that. 
I think like the, the the teenage characters overall were were fun. For what you described to me, it sounded pretty hilarious. It, like there was and some, even more real and accurate. It was yeah, and also like the the camera setup in this one was I think the most realistic and believable of all the camera setups because basically they have all just have all of their laptops. Um, they put like um, spyware basically on them <laughs> to like film everything, and the laptops are always on because yeah. who turns off a laptop? You know, unless you're going somewhere, just leave the shit on. So uh, yeah, so it's always running, and that works. The stuff with the Kinect, I, th- I think everyone's seen on the trailers, is okay. They don't do that much with it, but... And it wasn't Microsoft Presents Paranormal Activity 4. No. It was... Because I, I heard a lot of people complain about that. They're like, people, oh, it's just a commercial for the Kinect. People like to bitch about people shit. People are just bitching like, these days. No, the Kinect does this cool thing with the dots. And you can use that to make a creepy scene in a horror movie. They were like, yeah, so we, they did that. And the times they use it, it works. They just don't use it that often. Also, they don't build, like, suspense, like in the other ones. Hmm. Like, in, you know, a lot of times in the other one, it's just, like, you think shit's about to happen, and then it doesn't, or something minor happens, and it's more psychologically effective that way. The, the cameras are like a perpetual loaded gun. Yeah. The entire thing. Exactly. Which is what makes it great. <laughs> and in this one, not so much. I mean, they'd still do it, but, like, halfway through me, I realized, oh, not that much shit's happening. And I don't feel very tense because I don't even see where something's going to happen. At one point I'm looking at this clock, I'm like, is that clock going to do something? Guess not. Is that beaded curtain going to do something? Guess not. Uh, the it's, thing is, well, I'm, again, we don't want to spoil too much, I guess. Yeah, I don't want to go into too many details, just in case someone actually cares. Does the demon like using the Kinect? Like, do they have a, a time where they play with the Kinect? Because the demon's there, right? What bothers me, though, is... It's so weird. It doesn't make any sense. And I just uh, wasted opportunity, and I guess they tried to shake some stuff up, but they never did. You said there's a sequel coming, right, though? It, okay, at the end of the movie, at the after there's a post-credit scene, like it's a fucking... Like we're watching Iron Man or something. We got a post-credit scene that seemingly, from what I've heard, because um, I had to look at it afterwards, because I was like, is this connected? Yeah, the Tesseract it's is... seemingly... A completely, they put in like a scene that's basically the jumping point for either a new franchise of movies that's not connected at all, are loosely connected, are just, they're gonna make a different. It's like if you watch the end of Nightmare on Elm Street at the very end, fucking uh, Pinhead walks by and is like, I'll see you next time. <laughs> Who is that? That's a different movie. <laughs> oh, okay. That would be awesome at the end of Freddy vs. Jason. Well, I, if honestly, like Freddy they, winks. But then, like, that, that, not Freddy. Well, that yeah. is what happens at the end of the movie. No, but I was going to say, if he winks, and then after that, Pinhead comes out of nowhere right. and is like, yeah. welcome to the nightmare. And you're like, what? Jesus yeah. wept. What? <laughs> Jesus will weep again. Gee, what? And then, <laughs> end. Because the ending wasn't that big, and then that post credit scene was like, okay, all right, new movie. Did you say it had something to do with, like, voodoo and stuff? Did it have it's, to do with the Hispanic characters yeah, yeah, in, like, the first couple of movies? Was there no, at least recurring characters? No, no. Totally new movie. New new cats. Um, it's just, like, some Mexican guy in, like, a shop. And he's like, oh, this is voodoo witchcraft. And then, like, evil witch woman's like, ah, see you next time in the next movie. Bye. <laughs> All right. You know how, like, in cheap fiction books where they'll have, like, the story from the author and then at the end they'll have, like, the first chapter of oh. their next book? Or oh, if you oh. like this, you'll like that. In my mind, that's what movies are starting to do. And I'm kind of not against that. I'm not against that that's either. hilarious. That is. That's fun. There's no reason this movie shouldn't have been good, Alex. There isn't. Because, like, these movies are cheap to make. It's a simple premise. Up until this point, the overarching story I thought was actually pretty interesting. And I, I enjoy them thoroughly, but this is just... This is not there. It's a cash grab, man. Halloween. 
Oh, it's dep- it's, it's, it's very hour. upsetting. Because how hard would it have been to make this movie good? Not that hard. I, the the I ones love. that I've seen were pretty fun. I yeah. love the first one. The first one I recommend to anyone, even one. if you don't like horror yeah. movies, because it's just a great, it's a wonderful setup. The story is wonderful. Yes. And it's just, it's different than any other horror movie I had ever seen up until that time. So I think the first one is the one that most plays on your um, paranoia about what the hell is going to oh, happen. Oh, dude. And special effects when that demon yeah. walks through and you just see its hoof prints and the yeah. little baby powder by Rizzo. Yeah, around. I forgot. That's yeah, scary. That's a great like, scene. that yeah. is like, how the fuck did they do that special effects wise? Shit, there's demons in this? Yeah. And Anticipation I'm, going into the attic, dude. Seriously. Shit. And I've rewatched them all because I've got the second and third on Blu ray. Nice. Um, so I rewatched, I rewatched both of those, and I enjoy them still quite a bit. Parts of this one, parts of this one was really good. There were some good things. A uh, weirdo Robbie is <laughs> hilarious. Like the funny moments were really good, but it's just there weren't enough. There were some scares. There was still at one point someone in the audience started to run out of the theater. That's which, the best part, of the which I do movie. love. But I, but I mean, they were just the you know the average scares that you'd expect, and nothing really. Would you, open the... How can they win you back? If Paranormal Activity 5 was a, a, a whole story about just Robbie, would you be down for that? I, I, Robbie is back in Paranormal weirdo, Activity 5. Weirdo Robbie is back, and he's being super awkward. Why is he got that special fork? <laughs> he has a special fork. He has a special fork. Is it a tuning fork? No, it's just a fork. He's like, it's really old and expensive, so don't touch it. <laughs> All right, weird kid. <laughs> Robbie, you're, you're being weird. You're so Go fucking with weird. Your fork. Go shake someone's hand, you little weirdo. <laughs> great. No wonder he was driven to the demons. Because the demons really like, well, you know, cutlery. I, I don't want to say anything, but manzies. <sighs> but let me talk about the audience. I was about to say, man. Because this is, this is what, I mean, so there's this couple that's sitting, they're sitting a few seats away from me. Normal conversation. And then their friend shows up. Oh. And this guy. Third wheel. Ooh, this guy is a loser. A weirdo Robbie kind of sitch. <laughs> oh, such a weirdo. Oh. Here comes weirdo Robbie. He's what? talking about how his... his his girlfriend, Catherine, she she wanted him to come over to her place tonight. And he's like, Oh, listen, I can't do that three nights in a row. Like you can't you can't fuck three nights in a row? Well, they're probably not having sex. She she probably is just cuddling with him. No, 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 they were having sex. Okay, okay. Yeah. Because sometimes you do just cuddle with someone and maybe Right, but no, that. that's no, trust. I was up in this conversation. <laughs> I, he was like apparently, um he's like you know, spending two nights two nights in a row with her is, is about enough for me. And I'm like, all right, dude. Um, have you got a secret? <laughs> because hmm. uh, he's like, you know, she's really great and everything. It's just, you know, three times in a row. Like, what are you saying? Are you positive they're having sex? Yes. Maybe he's just exhausted by... No, they were talking about sex. Okay, okay, so... No, clearly, yeah. We, uh, well, that guy does definitely have a secret. Yeah. Well, two have nights sex, in a row is too much. Have sex three nights in a row. Can't do it. Is mm-hmm. he like 50? Like, he just mm-hmm. can't get the sexual drive? It takes us like... Early 20s. No. Yeah. This girl, he's not attracted to this girl then. He doesn't like this Clear, girl. Uh, clearly. And like, he just kept saying weird things about like his friend. He's like, hey, you guys sure you don't mind me being here being the third wheel? <laughs> and it's like, I, you are trying to break up this guy and this girl so you can run away with them. And that's not going to happen. Because they seemingly have a normal conversation from what I overheard before you got here. That's weird. Like, and was he really trying to break up this couple so that he could get with the girl? Maybe. And then he was talking about like, and he like, she was like, well, why don't you come over after the movie? And I was like, well, I gotta be at work in the morning. Who is this kid? Who is this lame-o? You should have been like, hey, sir, please stop being lame. I just hey, couldn't help hey, dude, it over here. Um, can I get her number? Because... <laughs> I, could, I, I need to talk to her. I need to help her realize I, that, you know, you're a lame yeah. loser. 
Yeah. You're a regular. You're a regular weirdo, Robbie. You're a regular weirdo. You were throwing some stuff at me that I don't understand. You don't want to fuck three nights in a row. Like you're not. You're on the right side of twenty five, and you don't. Excuse me. What? Is, Explain yourself. Listen, I just got a lot going on in my life. You know, uh, me and Patrick here. Uh, we're gonna go see a scary movie together. <laughs> uh, mm. I love when people say that they're so busy, are too busy for relationships and stuff like that. Because what do people do with their lives? Fucking nothing. Dude, most people don't do a damn thing. They don't do a fucking thing. Oh, it blows my mind because I'm always doing shit. Dude, And I'm all like, the time. what are people doing? And I just see people. I see people out in the world and I don't even know what they're doing. I just look at just look at someone. Just go to the grocery store when the olds aren't having like their Black yeah, yeah. Friday. Yeah, yeah. And go, just, go at night. That's the best time to go. Just look at those people. What are they doing? You ask them, and then you just get a lot of weird kind of like half responses. You're talking to them for four hours, and you're like, when's this going to get interesting? When is this going, what are you doing? For people in this world. It's crazy, Brad. Was there anyone else in the audience, or were you just pretty much oh, focused on these people? I was, I was all people? up in this, like, weird little God lover's triangle. Because it was comedy gold. There were some people behind me that were talking about the movie, and they they were trying to figure out, I guess they had seen the previous ones, but it was weird because Alex... When I don't know, and maybe I have—I guess maybe have a biased perspective, but I never imagined going to a horror movie with the family. <laughs> a family that's we're terrified talking, together. We're talking father, mother, teenage daughter going to see the Paranormal Activity together. Whoa. That is a weird mix. That is weird. First of all, it's weird to me because my family can't watch movies because they're crazy dumbs. <laughs> why, doesn't this, why doesn't this take up the whole screen? My square screen. Oh. Of course, they they're yeah. They also don't believe in in widescreen format. Yeah, our letterbox. They think the letterbox is a cut of that. They they took a hard stand when when VHS has started to go in letterbox, and they said no, thank you. Can't wait for the DVD full screen so I can see what's like, what the screen's chopping off. My, I, I bet it makes right. more, Avatar makes more sense if right, you see it in the full screen. We have to go to a side tangent on this because I thought we talked about it on the show before. I don't think we've talked about this. Oh, I think we talked about it many times. It maybe should be us talking about yeah, it. I'm I, confusing I, our no. conversation and lives with the show sometimes. For, My apologies, guys. Uh, one Christmas, um, there was a while um, when I still like did Christmas with the family. Yeah. Um, Tennessee. It, well, it was like early college, like maybe my first or second year of college. And we like all drew names to, for gifts um, for who we were going to get. And I got my uncle. And I thought I would get him the film Snatch oh, on nice. DVD. Nice. That's a fun movie. There's there's antics going on. That's actually it a seemed, thoughtful gift for it him. It seemed like, and I was like, this is a movie that I bet he'll like. And I, I went to a lot of effort because for some reason I could, it was hard for me to find the wide, because when we were still doing the widescreen full screen, we were having both versions because that was what we did back then. And like Christmas, I give it to him and he's like, oh, oh yeah, I've heard about this. I wanted to see this. Oh. But I'm going to have to return it. He got the widescreen version. <laughs> what are you doing? You crazy fuck. Don't you know? It took me days to find that shit. Dude, why would you... Why would you... Why would you trade in your $10 bill for a penny? <laughs> That's what you're doing. You're cutting up the movie. And, and you And he had a, an old-timey big screen TV at the time. Wow. He wasn't going to miss anything. Wow. Oh, killed me. Killed me. But, yeah. So there was a fam at Paranormal Activity, and they were talking about what had happened in the previous movies. Now, now, in that one, now, did, there was the witch. Now, who was she? Was that the, was that the grandmother? What? What? <gasps> this is weird to me. And the daughters, and it is like a family that 
is completely functional, it seems. Hmm. Like, they get along. They don't hate each other. They've never thrown each other into piles of broken glass. (laughs) They've never asked their children to lie and pretend to be Santa Claus to yell at strangers. (laughs) Um, Like a normal, what you would think of as a normal family. What I would think of as a normal family. Like, anything deviating from this is weird. They've never tried to drug each other? Oh. Well, they've probably given each other pills when they're sick. And maybe tucked each other in. And they probably have. They probably tucked each other oh, of course. in the bed. And, Bedtime stories. And, like, cared about each other. It's a foreign world. <laughs> and they're going to see a horror movie together. I will say, as an adult, it's weird to go see movies with my parents now. Like, sometimes when I go home, I remember we saw WALL-E together. Of course, we haven't seen a horror movie together. We saw um, National Treasure, maybe one and two, the Da Vinci Code movie as a family. And that was, it's just weird. Let me think back to seeing a film with a family. Batman, maybe? And by that I mean 1989, yeah, Michael Keaton, Batman. Yeah, in my head, I, I realize it's, it's that one. Uh, the Little Mermaid. Um, maybe Ninja Turtles. That's it. That it, it is interesting when families do go, especially, but a horror movie? That's, like, and, like, loving it. It's, like, something the family likes. I mean, I understand everybody's different, but I, it was just weird to me that they were all just, like, having a grand old time together. In my mind, it's weirder that a 16, like, a teenager is with her parents yeah. on a weekend seeing a movie. Yeah. Why did you have with their friends? I don't know. It's Maybe not, they all just wanted to really see the movie together. It's not as normal as you. Because they like each other, Alex. <laughs> For some reason, they like each other. It's foreign and crazy to me. It's it's weirdo cuckoo bananas. <laughs> so the we got world's a, gone bonkers. We've got a family that loves each other. <laughs> That's scarier than the movie. And then we have this one dude who's just not feeling his girlfriend. It's <laughs> like, ah, nah, nah, pass. He's <laughs> <laughs> just going to come over. Well, I'll text you real quick. Nah, pass. <sighs> What is he thinking? That uh, You had a very interesting time at the cinema. I had a time. I, I gotta go time. back to seeing movies more. Yeah. I just haven't been to the theater. Um, I, I did see Moonrise Kingdom this week. I, nice. I just bought the DVD on a, like, eh, it'll be worth it. Worst case, I have something physical just to give to people. Because I was going to rent it on Amazon.com, because I fucking love renting videos on Amazon. Yes. Because some stuff you don't want to see over and over again. I don't want to have to buy that and own it. But Moonrise Kingdom, I know so many people who haven't seen it, friends-wise, that it would justify, all right, I will take this burden upon all of us monetarily. I will buy this, and after I watch it, I will give it to my friends to watch. Oh, so good. Yeah, paying it forward-ish, whatever. Um, Yeah, it was awesome. Loved it. Indeed. Wonderful setup, wonderful acting from the kids, putting children into very adult situations-ish as far as, like, I guess adult situations in movies, like action stuff and, like, the tension of just just wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. I I love that fucking movie. There's some weird... I do love when it gets just strange. For example, close to the beginning and in the the trailers, you see a treehouse that's built on what looks like a telephone pole because they basically just stripped a tree of all its branches and at the very tip top is this giant uh, clubhouse. Barely... The wind could knock it over and snap the tree. And they're like, huh? Oh. Why did you... Okay. But there's weird things like that that take something that seems pretty grounded and doesn't. Like when he gets struck by lightning and is totally fine. (laughs) Wonderful. Yeah, just a great film. Indeed. Highly recommend that. Absolutely. Speaking of... Alex, you picked up some great films. Uh, But what am I holding here in my hands? (laughs) Maybe two of the greatest films. I've got Summer Camp Nightmare and Never Too Young to Die. I've never seen bootleg DVDs go to such a length to make it look like a real DVD on shelf. Alex, the world of bootlegs has changed. (laughs) When I was in the bootleg game back in the day, it was a long time ago, everyone, a very long time ago, surely past the 
Um, statute of legal of limitations. Let's pretend that. <sighs> you didn't have this kind of quality. Well, what you had was product. <laughs> and I made a hell of a lot of money back in the day. Slinging DVDs, man. I made a lot of money selling those Muppet Family Christmases. And the... the I Mostly Muppet stuff. You want your Muppet fix? Got hey. it. Got it. I had Muppet Family Christmas. I had the Muppets meet John Denver. Uh, the Muppets celebrate Jim Henson. Psst, hey, you like the Muppets? You like Denver? Hey, right here. What I got. Right here. At Star Wars Holiday Special. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> Yeah. That was that was that was my days in the 20, field. Twenty minutes of Wookiees just yelling at each other. <laughs> so great. Hey, do you like Wookiee porn? What? Well, yeah. Grandpa does. Figure it out on this <laughs> Star Wars Life Grandpa, Day special. This is gross. What the fuck is Life Day? Well, I'm glad you asked. This DVD will tell you. Here, watch this Wookiee masturbate. Find fulfillment in Life Day. Yeeks. But yeah, but no, this is some quality stuff here. I feel like we're going to end up watching these at some point. Oh, we have show to. Because, dude. I mean, come on. Got... I, I really want to see the full length of Summer Camp Nightmare. So good. I haven't seen this since I was maybe 10 or 11. Like, maybe. And as far as Stargrove is concerned... I don't know, younger than that. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I've only I've only heard the beginning and seen the beginning gymnastics routine. Oh, never too young to die. It, it's kind of like a Gymkata. <laughs> I was about to say, it's... it's uh, it came out a year later, so I feel like they may have seen the trailer for Gymkata. and was like, that's going to be the new thing. Let's do it. But yeah, we get to John Stamos and Vanity. Nice. Um, Wait, and who? Vanity. Who's Vanity? Uh, she was like a model. I love that back in the day you did just have, I guess she's people just have the names. I don't know. And Vanity. But she's super foxy. Uh, Gene Simmons plays a transsexual uh, villain. So that's why he looks like, okay. Yeah, um, George Lazenby is John Stamos' <laughs> secret agent father. Okay. It's a good, th- and of course the best opening theme song ever. It's almost on par with the, uh, I guess, soundtrack or any of the songs from uh, Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf. Because that song, um, You Gotta Go With The Flow, is kind of... You gotta go with the flow, Joe. All right. It's got like a weird kind of lazy composition. (laughs) And the fact that it seems like it's a nice song, but slightly Mm -hmm. poorly executed. The Stargrove thing is similar. Because the whole Stargrove thing never really picks up, and it's got like a weak backbeat. It's just like. It's the best. But it's awesome. About? It's amazing. Stargrove! And Crazy. just weird. Making I mean, your own way. And you'd never think, looking at this cover, which is so epic, by the way. Seriously. I love his shoes. Look at those. Oh, I'm telling you. Tucked into those jeans. You would never guess that that song would be the beginning of a movie, Never Too Young to Die. You feel like you're taking the world on your shoulders. You're just a Robin Hood making good when you could. You're one of the soldiers. One of the soldiers. Faster than lightning. <laughs> Nothing can strike you. You got the good stuff. Tough enough to stand rough. Just <laughs> like you. Stargrove. So good. Fine like you never flown. Stargrove. Running through a danger zone. <laughs> Stargrove. <laughs> Are you going to stand alone, Stargrove? Stargrove. <laughs> so good. Fucking love that shit. You feel like taking the world on your shoulders. <laughs> I love how that's broken yes. in the stands. You feel like taking. I, I feel like this may be, um, I think this may have been one of the first films Parnasek ever showed me. Oh, man. Thank <laughs> you, VHS, Jonathan Parnasek. Back in the day, indeed. And one of the greatest. Oh, man. So good. Brad, there's so much stuff happening in the world today. I know. I mean, if it, if if the kids aren't bonding with their parents. Weird. And young 20, like, in the prime of their life, 20-year-olds don't want to fuck their girlfriends because they're disgusted with them, apparently. <gasps> so boring. Or just have super aversions <gasps> to cuddling. 
Oh, I just hate banging this chick every night. Yeah. She keeps sending me these texts to come over. And I'm you like, want to cuddle winky smiley face? Gross. Gross. I gotta get up in the morning. I wanna see a movie with my friend and his girlfriend. I think my new goal is to get onto um he texts the website. Mm. So I'm gonna start doing that. Do it. Just like what you just said. Hey, you wanna come over and cuddle tonight, Winky Smiley Face? Gross. <laughs> 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 One word responses. Ah. Ah. Tangently related. Ah. ah It's in the SoundCloud file. Ah. Ah. <laughs> I don't know if I like how guttural that's. <laughs> Brad, people are doing weird shit in the world. Tell me about it. All right. A, a pet shop had a promotion in Florida. Oh, no. Which, in and of its own right, should be warning, warning, warning. Florida. Ben Siegel's Reptiles, Florida. Have you heard about this yet, dude? No. This is weird. No. <laughs> How would you like to win an ivory ball python, Brad? I would not, ever. What if I told you it was worth $700 and you could probably resell it for that much? I that I would still have to have it, and I don't want to have it. Snakes are scary. What do I put it in? What am I carrying it in? Do I have, do I have a glass case? No, it's a python. They probably just put it around your neck, I would, and you just have to wear it out. No, thank you. No, thank you. I told you about that girl. Were you there when we saw that girl walking through Newport with a snake around her neck? No. I felt like I was... I felt the world had changed. Like... There was a shift, and I was descending into a horror movie, or madness, mm-hmm. because there was a kid running around Newport um, with a snake on around her, like someone from a carnival or something. It no, was bizarre. No, you don't do that. Okay, well, that's how you'd have well, to... No copperheads. What if, I, what if I told you that to win this $700 ivory ball python, you had to enter a bug-eating competition? Uh, no thank you? People in Florida are... Why? Is this, is this the cockroach thing? Yeah, this is for real. The dude... So, they had the competition, and this guy won. Um, but he had to eat bugs to do it. Whoever ate the most bugs in under four minutes, without vomiting, won the python. Uh-huh. So, this one guy did it. Right. He was like, all right, I'm gonna do this. His name was Archibald. <laughs> Poor guy. Just filling his face. Like, Archie like loves to eat them bugs. Like they were candy. Loves that shit. How'd that um, work out? <laughs> not very well. <laughs> oh, no. Afterwards, he started throwing up. Oh, no, cockroaches. Four minutes, you know, champion Archibald. Yeah, he's the best. He wins the snake. He wins the prize no one wanted. He wins the prize that's not a prize and should be a punishment. I, really, I started walking out of the store. When you go on Fear Factor, the prize isn't you get to eat the, you get the snake. That's what you have to do to get the prize. This is fucking backwards world. I I agreed. It's weird. Um, Archibald stumbled out of the, um, Mm -hmm. pet stop shop, pet stop, and, um, started throwing up, and then collapsed and died. Yeah. He just died. Dead. Medics, you know, grabbed him, took him to the hospital, and that's when they were like, oh, oh, he's dead. Um, yeah. He had to eat worms and cockroaches and then died. Yeah. Good news is his family gets to keep the snake. Oh, that's a plus. Yeah, so, you know, just so you guys know, now legally, if... If you win a contest and die, the winnings go to the estate. Well, that's good to know. So you've left your family with a $700 dangerous ivory ball python, mm-hmm. and you're dead now. And, the wow. la- and your last meal was worms and cockroaches. Congratulations. Congratulations. You did it. You did it. You're the winner. What are people doing, man? But also I heard that like that they're still not sure exactly why he died because oh, technically... You, oh, the, you think it was foul play? Technically the cockroaches, like, that shouldn't kill you. Oh, don't don't make this into a mystery, Brad. I'm just saying. We'll take it. It'll take me a minute to solve. It'll take us a minute to solve. But don't get us into that mystery. 
Because really, there's so much about this This is peculiar. He died of being the worst. Yeah, he died. That's what he died of. He was the worst person, and he died. Surely eating. I mean... I heard that they think it may have been some sort of allergic reaction, but they, they weren't sure. Do you think that they cleaned the bugs beforehand? Because you've got to clean them, because come on. And they were probably hissing cockroaches, too, so they're the big I, ones. Oh, stop. No. He probably, had a reler- ah. he probably had a allergic reaction to a chemical they used to clean all the insects and worms, and that's what probably what killed him. Ah, Plus, so, if you're shoving it into your mouth. But he died of being the worst. That's what he died of. Well, we, we remember that one story where they had a water drinking contest, and that one person died because they drank too much water, and yeah. they just kind of ruptured internally. Yeah. People, you just, people will do anything to win anything. Moderation, people. Yeah. Especially for shitty prizes. You know, I, for a Wii, for a fucking snake... Like, there are better things you could have. What we should do, if, if we ever go to a live show, wink, um, and we ever have contests, we should try to see what's the we- what we could push people to do. Like, tell them what they're about, they're gonna have to do, and see if they were like, no, or yes. And if they say no, like, congratulations, you actually passed the real test, here's your prize. Because who fucking would do these ridiculous things to win anything? People are desperate for attention and free shit. Those are the two things they love. Oh, $700 snake? Oh, yeah. Well, all I have to do is eat cockroaches and worms? I can do it. Did he have to practice getting up to it? Can you imagine, like, practice by eating cockroaches? He probably died! By eating too many cockroaches and worms before he even went into the game, his pre-game. You, can, you can't pre-game that. I think you eat the first cockroach, you're like, you know what? I'm just going to set up this contest. If you're in the moment, you can at least get the adrenaline to maybe push you through eating the cockroaches. But you can't plan, You can't try to get ready for that. You just got to yeah. do it in the moment. Everyone else took, like, a bite out of a cockroach and, like, spit it out. Like, nope, not doing it. This guy shoveled him in his mouth. It's for a snake! It's for a serpent, dude! Like, I'd, I'd heard the story, but I hadn't heard that it was for a snake. Yeah, dude. I assumed that there was, like... Either they were just drunkards they were, like, doing it for free booze, or for money, or I, for anything else but a snake. Dude, it might as well have been free copperheads. Yeah, free murder. <laughs> Would you like a free murder? Here you go, eat all the cockroaches and you get your free murder. Wait, you died before we could give you your free murder. Hmm, I guess it's a wash. Can you imagine his That children? murder goes on to your family now. Well, what happened to... Hey, you know, is Archibald coming home for Christmas? No, Archibald's dead now, Mom. What? He died. How did he... What? That's so weird. Oh. Well, it's kind of strange. Archie Archie was trying to win a free deadly snake. Whoa. So we ate a lot of cockroaches. You remember when, when he said he needed $30 to have food? Because he spent all of his, his money on, like, booze and stuff at the dorm? Well, apparently he started eating cockroaches and he died. I always said to myself, Archibald is like a weirdo Robbie. He's such a weirdo Robbie. He's such a weirdo Robbie. Uh, so now we have the snake we've named Archibald the second. <laughs> um, also, He's my new snake daddy, uh, basically. Also, he killed your cousin Larry. <laughs> oh, wow. It's gonna, be, it's gonna be a bleak. It's gonna be a bleak holiday season. Shit is getting real in yikes, Florida, guys. Yikes! How about they we? Can't, they can't manage their postal service. They got snake prizes rolling around. <laughs> Fuck that shit! Hey, Florida, get your shit together. Speaking of which, okay, I, I love guys. Brad just set up really, really I, quickly. I love when I remember something that I have to talk about on the show. Um, so I was, I was waiting for a bus the other day, and this guy comes up to me, and he looks like he's got something important to ask me, and he's like, hey man, is it always this cold? (laughs) Guys, we just hit on something, Brad met a time traveler from the future, (laughs) 
and they had no, they didn't dress appropriately. When traveling through time, make sure you know what to wear. They, I mean, immediately through my mind, I'm like, that is the worst question ever. <laughs> Were they a foreigner? Like, did they say it in a foreign accent? Is it always this cold? Do you mean like in this area, this like time of the year? What is it always this cold? Well, no, the temperature varies uh, depending on weather patterns, time of year. There's a lot of things. Um, I think I said something along the lines of, not specifically. <laughs> He's like, man, I had to get back down to Florida. No. <laughs> I was like, what did you? Floridians, if you're escaping from the hell you live in, in on that tiny little peninsula down there, and you come up here and realize that it's cold, stick it out. It's all right. First of all, it's not cold. No. It's... I've been to Chicago in the heart of winter. When it's when the wind's blowing, it is fucking cold up there. Oh, that sounds so good. You would actually love, probably love, love, love it. You would love Chicago. I need it cold. I'm going to get to Sweden. That's where I got to get. It's only oh. getting better in Sweden, too, man. Only getting better. Oh, but, yeah. I was. Have you never seen a weather report? Don't you have an app? You can't get away from the weather. <laughs> don't you have an app? <laughs> I don't know. Check your iPhone. See what the weather patterns over Ohio have been for the last two years. Oh, you don't have an app? Oh, you don't have a phone? Do you have access to the internet? Where are you from? <laughs> I'm from Florida. Do you have... Oh, I'm oh. so sorry. They got computers in Florida. He also had a snake wrapped around his body, like, he in his jacket, <laughs> keeping it warm. Because they're cold-blooded. They're going to die if he doesn't... I don't know. I just got this ivory ball on. python. Shit! Stop Hold on! And then you're terrified, and you have a heart attack, because... Oh. I can't think of anything Thumbs that would though. scare me more than if a dude opened up his jacket. I'm in Florida, and I got to keep my snake warm. <laughs> I want him. <laughs> At a... <laughs> I want him <laughs> at a vermin eating contest. What are you doing with your life? Just stop. Please. Stop trying to win murders by eating deadly vermin and start having a vague. I mean, I'm not a fan of the weather. I don't. It does. Because, again, I live my life. Um, but weather does not affect me. But if I was a person that apparently had some weird thing about weather and didn't want to be cold, I would probably take a look at what the weather was going to be like. You've got to Have be, a vague idea. Yes, you got to dress for at least the temperature. Is it always cold? <laughs> well, no, it depends on where you're at. If you're inside, uh, there could be heating. Uh, if you're outside, it depends on the weather patterns, uh, time of year. What is that question? Red. No context whatsoever. The people you meet, the experiences you have. Uh, I mean, it's... It's wonderful that you're a writer. You've got to record these. And not just auditorial. Write a book or something. Weird shit people done set to are around me. A book by me. So, Brad, no one likes the olds. Let's just be honest. Agreed. Most of them tend to be really scared and are conned into being conservative mm-hmm. voters for no real good reason. Yeah. Um, Depending on the age, they're probably a little bit racist. They're just taking all of our resources. They're not adding anything. Now, a lot of youngs aren't either, but that's besides the point. They have hope. Olds have already given up. They've right. retired, whatever the fuck that means. Um, now we've got to worry about them. Mm-hmm. There have been some tests. Oh, no. Yeah, man. Oh, no. This is some scary oh, no. stuff. Oh, no. Oh, no. Find the university who did this oh, really I'm so clearly. scared. Alex is looking up the information, and my voice is getting higher and scareder. I'm so frightened. Oh, man. Oh, I'm going to have some paranormal activities. <laughs> ah, they're going to be mediocre. Ah, ah, something kind of moved. All right, this this information comes from a lot of different sources, but there were tests that were done at Stanford University in California and then continued and, and discussed by the Society of Neuroscience um, at a conference in New Orleans. 
I'm just telling you where this information is coming from. All right, all right. So they took mice. Did they let them keep their skin? Um, I don't think these were spiny mice. Okay. Which, for the record, spiny mice and dolphins both have that super regenerative thing. I don't know how that's going to work just, once global I, warming happens. Uh... Have, okay, another quick detour. I'm sorry, guys. Did you hear about global warming? Like, the climate scientists said, okay, look, we're fucked now. Like, there's, n- they did more studies and basically realized, oh, we can't reverse this right now quickly. It- it's going to happen. No. And I guess we would have to completely see the atmosphere. Farewell. Yeah, we would. So the dolphins, are- the dolphins are coming to our neighborhood. Farewell. That day, I'm pretty Goodbye. sure more dolphins jumped out of the water and did backflips and landed and were just super happy than any other day in the world oh, yeah. because they realized they won. They won. They got this shit. We were worried about aliens invading. We were not worried or even on the radar that the dolphins were going to invade our communities. Always. But whatever. We've already thought of a plan. Um, Forget about the X-Files. What you need to, should have been worried about was Sequest. <laughs> That's the shit that got it right. That's the shit that got it correct. So, there's these mice, old mice, and young mice. And they basically have gave... Have a sitcom. They, well, what they An did, old mice and a young mouse. What they discovered is that if you give an old mouse a blood transfusion from a young mouse the older mouse starts exhibiting not only behavior but physical things in their body of a younger mouse uh their brains go from being you know all jumbled up like oh i don't remember where i put my keys oh this happens all the time to making all kinds of new neural connections actually having an effect on how many stem cells their brain actually starts producing all because they get a blood transfusion from a younger mouse. So you're saying the older you get, the more you turn into a vampire. I'm saying that, more or less, if you are an old person and want to feel young again, but you need to a get vamp- a young, oh, like adopt a toddler, and then just have oh, blood transfusions repeatedly. Because it will affect, you will become, you will, hey, 80 is now the new 50 because of blood transfusions. And great-grandpa is the new Dracula. Yeah. Guys, we gotta, we gotta... I don't know what we're going to do. Olds are coming for our blood. Olds are coming for our blood. It's over. It's over. Goodbye. Do you know, this is crazy. But in a way, I'm excited. Because at the same time, we could artificially create blood, and that could be a way for us to at least stave off a lot of the effects of being old. Especially, now a lot of it had to do with like um, neural stuff, like the brain actually keeping young. But this has to make, this has to. Does it matter how, does it depend on how young? Could we get, could we get like a little, little baby blood? And be like, oh, you think juiced up blood? right now? A little preemie blood? A little preemie? So little preemie. W- what you're telling me now, Brad, is in Let's the stores. Let's drain the preemies. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Overpopulation. Mm-hmm. Hey, you want to make, make a quick buck? Let me just take some blood from you. Let me Listen, just get some of that blood from you. A little premature child, um, already like going into life, they've already got a lot stacked against them. There's a lot more medical complications mm-hmm. when you're born prematurely. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying we, just, we drain them. We drain them. And juice ourselves up. Do we drain society or do we drain a child and then juice yourself up? Ta-da. Boom. Got it. Can you think about that, man? I mean... I'm thinking about it. We found a use for premature babies. (laughs) (laughs) We like to solve problems here on Ramjack. We like to find solutions. Solution. But if people are in in politics are so... I mean, there's so much divide in the fucking uh, abortion issue, which is fucking ridiculous. When you start talking about old vampires... When Mitt Romney starts buying children um, from various parts of the world to steal their blood to remain young forever... What's gonna happen when that happens? Dude, what makes you think he's not already doing it? He Have you seen that dude? It. He's in his 60s. No way he's in his 60s. Yeah. Oh, dude. He's a vampire. Yeah. He's the new vampire. All those little Mitt Romney bots? You know why they exist? Fresh supply. 
I think we've stumbled upon something. Yeah. You think this is dangerous for us to, like, throw out to the world? Hey, world. Because you think olds are just doing that? Because, come on, man. This is scary shit. The, the weird science part of it is we're not still sure why this happens as far as, like, okay, in that picture, I can kind of believe that he's 60 when you tell me he's 60. Um, Hold on, I was playing up But in a debate? Uh, I don't know. He's 65 years old. No way. He's almost 70. He can't be a president. He's 65 years he's old. He's not that much younger than John McCain. But, you know, with a, with a, with a quick injection of blood from a preemie, that 65 starts looking like 45 mm-hmm. in days. Mm-hmm. I mean, man, this is scary. I, I say scary. It's neat. I love science. It's good to know. We're getting know. old. I don't. Yeah, it is. It's wonderful to know. And to think that I don't have to have the genetic engineering put in me of a spiny mouse where I can just keep my human DNA right. like intact, mm-hmm. like pure. Yes. Only by... Gotta have the purity of the race. Only by what? maybe having a few kids. Why don't we get some kids from the orphanage making money? Or yeah. like, this would be a great revenue service for young kids. You know how they used to give money in college to get like... Or give money. Give blood to get money in college. Or like, oh, I'm going to donate my plasma. Mm-hmm. New avenues for that. Fuck the people hey. who are dying and need blood transfusions. How about how about the people who are just wanting to live? God, I just really want to ace that test. I should probably get a blood infusion now from a toddler. Yes. And that's going to help my brain make all these new connections. This is a slippery slope, but I'm down. I think I like it. I like it. I like I the really ride. I really like this. I like the ride down this slippery slope. What is that crocodile mile thing as a kid? I like... See, that's a slippery slope I can get into. The what? You don't remember the crocodile mile? Crocodile mile? What is that? Crocodile mile was that thing... I used to love the commercials for this. Uh, it's summer. Ooh, it's so warm outside. How are we going to cool down? We're going to put down plastic in a long sheet. <laughs> we're going like to run. Slip and slide? Yeah, we're going to run and jump on the slip and slide and go down. There was one called Crocodile Mile where you went through the mouth of a crocodile and you <laughs> came out the other end. Wow. <laughs> I'm okay with that. If the slippery slope is us living forever with the brains of younger versions of us. I'm down. I mean, it's not going to kill a kid to give blood. Even if it does. <laughs> What are they doing with their lives? Nothing. Drooling. Eating mashed up foods. Making a mess. Being loud and obnoxious. I just think that with the right, with the proper, I don't protocols followed, with the proper laws, maybe if we get a good lawyer, the first product from Ramjack, fuck posters and t-shirts and all that other stuff we're going to do. It's probably not going to happen anyway. What if... How's that coming on, by the way? Wonderful. Actually, look on uh, <laughs> uh, Instagram. There's some cool fif- images going on there. Mm. Um... What if we broke in? We got on the ground floor of making everyone young. The fountain. Well, not youth. everyone. Ever, everyone. I think. Oh well, no. Like, we I open mean, up. Whew. We bring back. We open an orphanage. Okay. Maybe I'm getting a little too dark. I did work for the state. I I'm used to some of this stuff. I think we get on the ground floor or something great. Would you drain Rex and Rita to stay young, Alex? No. Not after what I put them through. No. <laughs> you you almost ruined our lives, Mister. <laughs> get them away. Put them. Get them we, back. Luckily, we found a, a good family. We take both of us. <laughs> That family is draining you. They get tax cuts, and they're also getting young by your blood. But fuck that but shit. We love our new family. <laughs> yeah. We love our new family. If we ever make a Ramjack movie, I want there to be a subplot where I say Rex and Rita, please. I I <laughs> lost sleep over up. that. I lost sleep up. over that, ladies and gentlemen. You should have. You were terrible. You were a terrible you, instrument of the state. When you work for the state, you do things you don't want to do. Guys, that is scary. Look out for old vampires because Watch they're out. coming. They're, they're coming. a real thing. They're not all Edward and shiny and, you know, giving no. me attention and, you know, no, whatever. They're, they're like Strom Thurmond. They're a Strom Thurmond type. And they're looking for your blood. Uh, I can just imagine. We should write a horror movie on that premise. Old vampires. You've got nice veins, Sonny. You want to go for a ride? 
No, no thank you. You haven't been mixing with any of the coloreds, have you? (laughs) Excuse me? (sighs) Um, it's just getting scarier, dude. Um, what I'm about to tell you sounds insane. Alright. Scientists were able to wipe memories of a mouse while it was sleeping. Think about that for a second. That little mouse that had to give a blood transfusion to an old mouse... Can't, can't remember, he can't even remember where he left his keys. Oh, fuck. <laughs> The old people, they forget where their keys are, so they realize they need to get a blood transfusion. They get it from the youngs, and then the scientists wipe the young. Now the youngs are the olds, and the olds are the youngs. And you know who else? Stanford is doing this technology. They're the ones who did this research. What's happening? You sons of bitches. Stop turning olds into youngs and youngs into olds. Um, a side effect of the blood transfusion stuff, if, if a younger mouse gets old blood... It's the reverse. They actually do start exhibiting physical effects of being older. Less stem cells. For as long as their body keeps that blood and it doesn't die. Think about that for just a second. Oh, God. So, Rad and I have come across the conspiracy of the old. Ta-da! Thanks closed. This Thanksgiving, go to grandpa's or grandma's and be like, I'm on to you. I know what the fuck you guys are up to. All this money's been disappearing from... Uh, the programs you put your money into when you're younger. What is it, Social Security and stuff like that? I know what you're doing with that. You're not funding the government. You're funding Stanford's weird research on how to make you live forever as a young. And then that, then as soon as you said that, your memory is gone. You know, a lot of... And so is your blood. Exactly. They're like... And you're strangely more racist now. It's weird. It's kind of weird. It's, it's weird that... <laughs> so weird. It comes with their blood. Um. So Stanford, yeah, they did a... They, under the guise of helping people with post-traumatic stress syndrome... Um, they found a way to erase mice's memory. Just get rid of the memories while they were asleep. Are you asleep? Great. Here's some drugs. What happened? Oh, well, wake up. Who am I? Where am Where I Where am I? It's all right. Why does my arm hurt? Don't worry about it. Oh, no. Yeah, I, I think I remember. Oh, didn't work. Shh. Put him back, back under. What? No. Um, this is also cruel because how they... Because that mouse had just had the best day of his life. How they did it. Just, you know, he, he met, like, the perfect little mouse girlfriend. They'd had yeah. an amazing time. Like, he signed a book deal. It was just, like, the best day in that mouse's life. And those damn scientists took it all away from him. They took it all away. Those Stanford monsters. And this old, gross, racist mouse in the corner. He's back in action. Super smart. Now hitting on that girl. Yeah. His mouse girl. Yeah. This, dude, it's a scary future. I'm it digging a, it, but it it's is. scary. What these scientists are pulling is just fucked up. And in the same vein um, as a spiny mouse having a skin ripped off to realize it has a regenerative thing, what they did was they basically tortured these mice. <laughs> um, they used fear as a mechanism. I mean, because that's a fear. There's a lot of chemicals in your brain. It right. helps solidify certain memory-ish. Um, they did that to kind of realize they were creating memories, so they used fear to create these memories, and then they got rid of those memories, so the mice were no longer afraid of the things that they should be afraid of. And that's how they realized they were actually beyond neural scans. They were like, okay, now let's put the mouse back in the box. Um, It should be afraid of this thing that's gonna shock it, but, oh, Dum Dum don't remember the... Oh, Oh, no. This this mouse should know that this this agent is gonna screw him over in his book deal, but now he's forgotten it. Oh, he keeps signing the same bad book deal! Ah. Oh, man, you think that's what they're going to do, too? The olds are just going to start making horrible deals? Like, oh, well, we didn't get them today, but tomorrow we're going to be able to think of everything he's going to say in this book deal. We're going yeah. to shave off $2,000 off this book deal. 
Hell yeah. Oh, fuck the olds, man. Yeah, it done. But Old, should olds be on watch now? Stanford's on watch, and fucking olds are on watch. We know your game. They've been on watch. They remain on watch. Now, my question to Did you... Did you forget they were on watch, Alex? Oh, no. Oh, fuck, Brad. Oh, no. You know, my arm was sore a few days ago. Oh, it's over, dude. It's over. And I, one of the reasons I was late today is because I couldn't find my keys. You found your McDonald's, though. I did find my McDonald's. <laughs> I was there at 5 o'clock in the morning. It was weird. I was just super early and got coffee, made some friends, played some cards, talked about old times. Oh, no, Alex. No. Olds are really spry, too. They're a lot. Last time I make a bet with an old person, I tell you. Oh, no. Brad, I gotta ask this question to you. Now, with this information, are you still on purely the human side? Or are you willing to at least come to the table with me and talk about a dolphin-human culture? Alex, we cannot mix with the dolphins! <laughs> Why not? destroy us! No, they more don't! More than the olds! No, well... They hate us more than the olds hate us. But how much do you hate they the dolphins versus the, the olds? The dolphins collectively hate us. They're planning together in mass. The olds are out for themselves. We don't I can know. understand that. We don't know if the dolphins hate us. I would take down a preemie for my own life, sure. But the do but I wouldn't take down all of humanity, and that's what the dolphins want. I'm not want. talking about all humanity. You are. I'm that's talking, what they want. I'm talking about a future where your children and dolphins can play together without the fear of an old person running up. Would you like a Werther's original? And then your kid's gone, and the next day you find them. No memory of what happened to them. Where were you, little Billy? I don't remember. How are the dolphins going to help you with that? What's on your arm? And there's like two holes in their arm, and they look like their hair's gray. What I'm worried about our future, bro. What are the dolphins going to do to help you with that? What are they going to do? They're going to they're going to be able to spot olds. First, the dolphins came for our olds, <laughs> and I helped them. Then what, Alex? Then what happens? They're coming for you, dog. No, dude. They're not going. They're not going to do that to me. Don't trust those squeaky flipper bastards. Don't do that to me. I don't think that's going to happen. It'll be like a plan. It'll be like the third Planet of the Apes movie, where Caesar's all like, "Yeah, we got to get them," but you know what? You know what? Maybe Alex, Alex, the third one is when they go back in time and the apes decide to trust the humans oh. and the humans kill them. Now see, I, it is going to be like the third one. My mistake. I forgot. I got them confused. Yeah. It's been happening a lot lately. Um, I got a little confused. I meant the fourth one when when he's giving the big speech. That's that would yeah. Conquest of the planet. Of the apes? Conquest, yeah. When they're killing all the humans, when they they're decide, pushed too far. Oh, they decide. All right, all right. Let's hold back. Uh, we won't destroy them all immediately. Let's try to get along for the most part. Yet in the next movie, humans are, are not doing very well. Well, that was our bad. You know what? I don't know how what the future's going to bring. I'm just telling you guys, there's some really interesting science stuff happening and you should you should be you should be leery when the, when the but war open to open to survival situations because when the war comes, don't trust Alex cuz he's probably working for the wrong side. <laughs> if it's not the state, it's the goddamn dolphins. Oh. I make bad decisions when it comes to who <laughs> I should support. When it comes down to it, Alex, let's just agree you're a terrible person, and I think that's the heart of the problem. <laughs> it's it's just that you're a bad person, I think. There's there's something inside of me that's, um that's, that's not afraid to watch the world burn that kind of likes it and is doing anything to make that happen. Oh, Whether no. it's separating dinosaurs that have come back from from the past just to, I don't know, survive. Just, just to survive and read. Uh, whether it's the olds trying to save our civilization and they're laying backwards culture, I just don't make good decisions. You're, and I might be evil. I might be a supervillain. I don't know. You're inherently but evil. But I don't know. I don't know. I can change, though. They can erase those memories that make me evil, and they can make me good. 
right? I don't know what's happening. Maybe anymore. we should we should get a second chance, Brad. We need to get some primos or preemies and um, get Blizzard Fusion. Okay, like I'm, I'm down with that. Like new. All like right, new. All right, I'm with that. I just don't know, man. The future's looking weird. Yeah, but you know what? Let's forget about the future. How about we go back to the past? Let's do it. Why don't we check in with our pal Steve Gutenberg? Alex, it's been a it's been a wonder ride with with little Mr. Gutenberg. <sighs> So many adventures. So many. Guys, get this book. It's so good. It's just a fun romp. So, Gutenberg, when we last left him, his parents had come to visit. Uh, you know, he's done some films. He's decided now he's going to go back home and he's going to go to college. So, there's some finagling and he gets himself enrolled. And he goes off to university. He's like, I don't need this Hollywood nonsense. I went out. I did it. But that's not, I can't live like that. I need, I need to get an education and a real career. Let's be honest, the reason he did it was because he was lonely. Because yeah. he kept saying constantly, like, God, it's just a... If I'm not on set, then I'm just lonely in my home, just going over lines. I have no friends here in Hollywood. Well, Steve Gutenberg's a little bit of a weirdo Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest, he's kind of a nerdy weirdo Robbie. I check my phone 20 times. All right, calm it down. Steve, there's a time when you're being a weirdo Robbie and aggressive. Just stop, dog. Just calm it down. So it, it's, it's the typical college experience. His roommate is a pothead. Indeed. I love how his friends are constantly like, once because he filmed that one movie about chicken or whatever, the Chicken Chronicles or something, yeah. which I think is interesting, the fact that he got his big break with the colonel anyway. <laughs> um, I wonder if the colonel was involved in that, but like from behind the scenes. <laughs> how awesome would that be? Secretly executive producing. Yeah. <laughs> Never knew it. Took it to his grave. If anyone's going to be in my chicken movie, it's going to be that young Steven Guttenberg. <laughs> Who? Guttenberg? Steven Guttenberg. So th- that movie comes out, and there's other things that he had already filmed that did not come out yet, and he had to go on, like, tours and stuff. But yeah, he became I... popular. Like, they realized, oh, my roommate is a movie star. Right. When, when the kids on campus are to see um, little Guttenberg's face popping up in promos and stuff, they're like, hey, how about this? That kid's in my econ class. Hmm. And antics ensue. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. How, what would you do, Brad, if you came back to your dorm room? Oh, it's just a rough day. Open the door, and there's just some girl there. Take it in your bed. That was every day in my dorm room. (laughs) (laughs) I love that that Stephen Gutenberg at this point doesn't know what to do with this. He'll have other opportunities to talk about in a second. But he comes in, and this girl's like, hey, I saw you in the paper or whatever. I saw you on screen. I like your movie. You want to fuck? More or less. Now, her words were a little different, but Steven, he was just like, I know. Gutenberg. I think he's thinking back to when he had sex with that, you know, other girl in Hollywood or that That, attractive woman. Yeah. (laughs) That old whore. Yeah. Um. (laughs) So he was like, eh. Eh. Gutenberg. (laughs) Stop it. And his roommate's like, dude, what the fuck? But I think he, he talks about his roommates, like, using his fame to kind of... Yeah. Like, He's like, well, if you're not going to go after it, do you mind? Go and knock yourself out. So I'm, glad the, I'm glad the roommates were able to capitalize on the fame of a young Steve Gutenberg. But he's all over campus just being a popular guy. But, Brad, things changed. Oh. Pulling him back. Pulling him back. He gets a call. That they they may be interested in him. But we've learned something about Hollywood. Once you're in it, you're in it forever. You can't get out of Hollywood. You can't, you can't get out. You can't break that chain. Can't break it. Gutenberg's learning that. So he goes off, he does an audition, gets in the film, and he's like, oh, well, I guess I'm going to have to leave school now. <laughs> Takes a flight to Brazil, right? <laughs> and just starts filming. <laughs> oh, it's so great. They've, they've kind of come around on it because they're, like, super into all, like, the crazy, like, the limos and, you know, seeing him on set and all this stuff. So they've kind of turned around to being like, this is pretty awesome. I mean, yeah, anyone gets a taste of Hollywood, they realize, okay, 
Indeed. At least they're feeding my kid whatever he wants in as much quantity. For real. So he films Brazil. I, I've never... He doesn't film... The Boys of Brazil. I don't know... What, I've never seen this movie. I assume that it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that that one actor, his daughter and his wife are on, like, set with him during the filming of it, and the daughter befriended Steve, and they just kind of hung out or whatever. Right, right. And he got mad, kind of, when they got home late one night. It was all platonic friendship stuff. Yeah. I don't think they ever... Was it Gregory Peck's daughter? I don't remember. Or was it... That would be awesome if it was Gregory yeah. Peck. So this movie is great. I mean, it wins awards, some people get nominated for stuff for it, but Steven argues with the director during his death scene, because he dies. Um... He's like, I want to do this my way. Can I? Can I? I want to die with my eyes open. And the director's like, No, dude, trust. I don't want a single shot with your eyes blinking. That's why we die with your eyes closed. No. Guess what happens to the premiere, Brad? He blinks. Like, it, there's no footage they could do. Like, Gutenberg is like, you see him dead on the screen. He's supposed to be dead, and he blinks. <laughs> and it was like a joke with him and the director after that, because the director came up to him at, at, during the premiere. Was like, you son of a bitch, and they kind of had a laugh about it. So, um, Gutenberg is out there, and he's he's doing promotion for his TV show. Um, he's been doing a bunch of radio interviews, which he did, like, the first ones terribly. Forgot to plug the show. Oh, man. Um, they're like, listen, you gotta get this right. He's like, just plug the show no matter what. And he goes on a knitting show, and they're, like, trying to talk about knitting, and he's like, no, yeah, but that's kind of like in my show when blah, blah, blah. Like, why is there a knitting radio show? That sounds terrible. Stuff was weird back then, man. Ugh. That's all they had was radio and television oh. and movies. <laughs> that's all they had was radio and television and movies. <laughs> that's all they had. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what it was, man. Back in late 70s, early 80s, it was all they had yeah. was radio and television and movies. And books and, and magazines. Books and, and magazines. And newspapers. And newspapers. But things have changed, man. Things have changed. Internet we, changed. We have everything. all of those things and the internet now. <laughs> yeah. It's all really become internet, but whatever. True. But uh, so this guy, you know... They're at a restaurant. They go out for sushi, which Gutenberg's never had sushi before. Never had. It's so adorable. He thinks it's a person. Like, they're going They're going to pick up sushi. Like, it's a person. He's like, who's sushi? In his defense, though, wasn't this the time when sushi started becoming popular? Yeah, yeah. In America? Yeah. So he was... He never had it before. Right. He didn't even know it was a thing. So they're at the, like, they're at the sushi place. Like, a huge, like, crazy, you know, party and everything's going on. And the guy's like, listen, uh, you did good. I'm gonna have a present for you at your hotel. Gutenberg's like, oh, okay, right. So he gets home back to his hotel. He walks in. Just read it. <laughs> and there's this woman there, and she says, I'm your little present, and I don't have a name. She was one of the waitresses at the restaurant that had served us lunch. I was speechless. Jerry had really done it. Are you going to stand there or unwrap me? I would like to say that I did the right thing, whatever that was. That is my favorite <laughs> quote from the book. Yes. I would like to say I did the right thing, whatever that was. Oh, that's awesome. Awesome. <laughs> I want someone to have a foxy lady waiting for me in my hotel room for me to unwrap. Of course. And then I'll do whatever the right thing is, or whatever the fuck that means. I love that he's changed. Like, by whatever is... that means, I mean, bang that <laughs> Was This was after you can... Can't stop the music, right? As far as timeline goes? Before. Okay. I was about to say, because he's been in Hollywood and he's getting over this whole thing about his weird sexual hang-ups from his right. youth. So I love that he's like, yeah, that's that's the I mean, motto for everyone this week on Ramjack. You'd like to say you did the right thing? Whatever that was. Ugh. Just live life like that, live guys. Live life. If someone gives you a present, you unwrap you're, it. You're duty-bound to unwrap it. If someone gives you a present... It's rude not to unwrap it's it. It's so rude. Don't be rude. I love that this waitress went along with this. I'm your present, and I don't have a name. Who is this girl? I don't know. 
Well done, Gutenberg. Bravo. Some of the perks for being a, a star. True that. So he gets a couple other things. Um, eventually, we get to can't stop the music. Oh yeah, I'm giving up on college. Just forget college. Yeah, he's, he's dropped Come out. On. He's like, sorry guys, um, I'm gonna go be a movie star <laughs> and not go to the shitty college. They call him up the audition. He's like, listen, put on your short, your your tightest pair of shorts and get over there. <laughs> they get their crazy line of people. All these guys wearing ridiculously tight short shorts. And he goes in and he auditions for Alan Carr. They give him a little bit of heads up. Whatever you do, don't be alone with Alan. He's a grabber. This will be the weirdest experience you ever had. I guarantee it. And he was right. That's a quote from Stephen Bloomberg, ladies and gentlemen. He's a grabber. Uh, dude. I love he talks about, like, he, he goes in there and it's like, oh, of course, all these guys audition. And there's just this guy and he's like, <laughs> and he's like wearing like a, like a muumuu, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, and Gutenberg says, um, I, I didn't feel it appropriate to, to tell him he wasn't wearing any underwear. <laughs> Ew. Just this large, I think he said 250-pound dude. Yeah. Ugh. Mm. He has him turn around, show him his ass. It's like, hey, this is creepy. This is not cool. This is creepy. Um, but Gutenberg was super excited. Oh, who wouldn't be? I mean, because... He, I mean, the village people was one of my favorite groups at the time. They seemed like a macho group of guys, and I, like all the world, bought into it. Hey, Steve Gutenberg. <laughs> I don't think anybody was buying into it. No one. We talked about this. As children, you realized, oh, oh the, I, I'm pretty oh, sure okay. the village people are gay. The village people are... Was there ever a question? No. For anyone? No. Oh, the, the village people. Yeah. They're synonymous with gay. Yeah. I, like, it blows my mind there was ever a time that people weren't clued into that. If you see You Can't Stop the Music, there's no doubt in your mind that those well, yes, are homosexual. Before that... Leathermen don't get nervous. I mean... Oh, yes, they do. I know, but before that, you can't not. Come on. Come on. It's the village people. I love before they started filming, he went over to... What was his co-star, the woman? Valley Perrine. Valley Perrine. He goes to her house, and it's basically just like... Like... A sexy orgy? Yeah. It's like a Greek kind of party where everyone's like not wearing any clothes, like yeah. lamping out by the pool. Well, She's barely wearing anything. Apparently she was a showgirl before she got into films. Yeah. Wasn't there another showgirl that answered the door when he went up there? Just like, these people yeah. are barely clothed. I can imagine Steve yeah. Gutenberg like, whoa! Oh, Gutenberg. Doesn't know what to do with it at all. He no. leaves the party early. He, he likes out. like, eh, this isn't my scene. <sighs> Gutenberg. He thought he could go to the Playboy Mansion. He gets invited there, really quick, he gets invited there and sends another friend in his place. Because he, he, well, he's, uh, he's doing a sitcom at the time. Yeah. So he can't be there. So, yeah, he, this girl asks, hey, can me and my friend go in your place? He's like, I don't think they do that. No, 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 it's cool. I'll just tell him I'll tell him that my friend is is you, and it'll all be cool. All right, I guess. Not cool. Not cool at all. Never let anyone impersonate you ever. Just don't do it. Yeah. Um, makes a fool of himself. Uh, Hugh Hefner is like, nope, don't like this D. Gutenberg kid. And they try to explain to him, like, hey, he made a rookie mistake of sending someone in his place, there's no big deal. Oh, well, no, because hey. they try to capitalize, because, like, the guy, well, the yeah. guy that goes, like, freaks out, he gets completely wasted. He's, like, in oh, the monkey he, cage. He freaks nude, out. <laughs> and, like, yelling, and he, like, they kick him out of, someone, of the Playboy Mansion. Someone did a lot of lines of coke before they went into this Playboy Definitely. Mansion. Definitely. And so then Steve Gutenberg is banned yeah. for life from the Playboy Mansion, and his manager's like, okay, okay, this is bad. Um, you know, I think the best thing to do is try to make this a publicity thing. So they call Hugh Hefner, and they're like, listen, he's been re he's been really in-depth with his character work. He's very method. Yeah. And he just he just went a little overboard. Can you please just give him another chance? Hefner's like, no. Fuck <laughs> No, man. You no. fucked around in my monkey cage. 
Those monkeys are traumatized. They don't know what's going on anymore. Oh. Mm-mm. I wonder if Steve Gutenberg's still banned from the Playboy Mansion. I, we'll find out. I Surely hope we it's do. mentioned again. Oh, hopefully. Um, so, yeah, you can't stop the music. Had to be a fucking joy every day on that set. Oh, he talks about how, like, learning to, to roller skate and, like, all... Because apparently they were, like, shooting right across from Xanadu, <laughs> which they were in competition for. Two of the greatest movies in the world. <laughs> <laughs> so he's talking about, like, all these, like, hot foxy dancers that were all over the place. I also like that he said one of the best parts of doing it was when he got to roller skate down like Times Square somewhere and just roller skate by himself in the middle of the street in New yeah. York. Just living the fucking dream, man. Oh, that is one of the best openings to a movie. Just Gutenberg skating. One up, both up, gone. Ah. Yeah, so man. awesome. Yeah. But while while the Ramjet community absolutely loves You Can't Stop the Music, or Can't Stop the Music, my apologies, Jonathan. Whew. Close one. Filming's done. They start going on the, the tours of everything, promoting the movie, right. and all the other stars start dropping out, except oh, yeah. for old Gutenberg. All of a sudden, the Jenners want to go to any of the uh, press events, and then Valerie drops out, and then the village people aren't showing up, and it's just Steve Gutenberg, and then someone's like, um, hey, everyone hates this movie. Maybe get away from it as quickly as you can. Oh. <laughs> so that's what's up. Oh, poor Steve Gutenberg. And that, and like another film he had just done, they both flopped. Yeah. Which is unfortunate, especially riding high off of uh, the Boys of Brazil movie. Yeah. But Gutenberg has the luck of, like, the the best type of luck you could have if luck was a thing. So many opportunities and chances. Um, he keeps getting, like, television show pilots that don't really work or whatever. He bluffed his way into getting into um, Miracle on Ice. They, at first, they, they didn't think they would cast, he would be able to cast because they wanted to get you know, an Irish guy. Listen, you curly-haired, Jewish-looking guy, I don't see you playing this. He decides he's going to dye his hair red and show up full hockey regalia. So he goes to this place, and he, they dye his hair red, and they apparently use lye to, like, keep the red on his hair. Ooh. All of his hair falls out. Ooh. But he go, he still goes, like, in full attire, and they're like, you did all this just to get this part? Well, all right, kid. You may have a chance. So he ends up getting the movie somehow. Give him a wig, I guess. I guess. That's what dedication pays for. Yeah. Plus, it's Gutenberg. He's been in a few things. He did the You Can't Stop the Music thing. They're like, you got okay, you got three weeks to grow as much hair as you can. How can they not like can't stop the music. I don't understand it. Like, to read that in a book and think, especially in the time when it was primed for it, how could that not be, like, money, 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 money? That movie is wonderful. <laughs> it's offbeat, but it's fun. But Disco, Disco is dead. Who cares? Disco died, like, it's like if we put out, like, a Macarena movie. Oh, fuck. Nah, it's a little different than that. Disco was dead, and everyone was sick of it. And then they put out a Disco movie. Surely there was, like, a cult hit, though, man. I mean, surely people would, surely the gays would just latch onto it and love it. Eventually. Eventually. And that movie, I mean, if you brought a kid to that movie, I could kind of see adults who were like, well, wait a minute. Especially in, like, the Midwest. Yeah. It's a super gay movie. Really gay. Um, yeah, and it was 1980. With the YMCA montage, I don't care what your sexuality is or what your feelings are toward any of that stuff. That's just magic. That is a weird, beautiful thing. Milkshake? Milk, do the shake. Ah, the motherfucking shake. It's so wonderful. good. One more time. Sure. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) I I hate to clap in movie theaters. Like, I really hate clapping at movie theaters. Because it bothers me. Right. For a principle, and we've talked about that on the show multiple definitely, times. Definitely. I would have stood up and clapped into that movie. Yes. Mainly to everyone else. Like, thank you for sharing this experience. We did it. We did it. We did it, humans. We did it. Good we job. We made this. That's an achievement. Yes. So, he gets cast in Diner, right? Yeah. So, after that, he, he winds up in Diner, which, of course, 
crazy hit. I love how he talks about it was like the smoothest process ever. Everyone got along wonderfully. It, it was as close to an independent film back then as you could get, right? Because oh, yeah. it was just one guy writing, directing. They didn't have a huge budget. The studio wanted to shelve it. Like, No, they did shelve it for a while, yeah. And they eventually did get it out and distributed. And people loved it, as they should. It was, it was, it's a wonderful film. I've, I've watched it maybe three times since reading that chapter mm -hmm. because it's on Netflix and it's just nice. a fun instant stream. And I love, I like to think that like, all right, I'm seeing Gutenberg at this point in time. This is awesome. Oh, so awesome. I love how they, they had to basically, they, they gave a copy to a reviewer. She was like, listen, I'm going to, I'm going to print this review uh, if you release the movie or not. So either I'm going to send like a glowing review into a paper of a movie that no one can see. or you going to have to put the movie out? It is interesting how all of that has shifted, because in present day, what would you do? Would you just get tons of people to tweet about the movie? Like, you would just have multiple positive reviews. But back then, well, one person had so much power. Well, no, still, if you don't get, like, a major reviewer, like, no one cares if you're tweeting about a movie. I mean, but there's there's more festivals and things you could take, you know, a movie like that, too. All right. I, I don't know what the modern things are, but the fact that one person could write a glowing review and it be an almost, like, all right, okay. Well, it's, it's like a significant person. Pushing it, I mean, yeah. That's neat. I like that. And the movie's great. Like, I, I, it's pretty fun times. Definitely. Definitely recommend it. And there's so many people who are, like, rising stars in oh, yeah. that film. Well, it's like everyone was really getting started. Like, Kevin Bacon had, had been on a soap opera, apparently. His character's really good in that movie, too. And uh, Paul Reiser was just getting started. And I, it was crazy. There, there's a part at the end where Paul Reiser's talking about how evolution is just silly. But it's from his character's point of view, so it's like, eh, okay. But he's kind of making fun of it. He's got, like, a stick with it. Oh, this is... Um, but fucking Mickey Rourke is in this. Mm -hmm. And, like, a young Mickey Rourke before he got heavy into drugs or whatever? <laughs> I didn't even recognize him at first. Yeah. I thought, that's Mickey Rourke? What? Yeah. And I love that him and Gutenberg got along on the set so much that they kind of were like, hey, can we have a scene together? We don't have a lot of scenes together. And there's a scene where uh, Gutenberg is talking about, you know, I'm kind of still a virgin. I'm about to get married. And I'm kind of got... I don't know. I don't know about marriage right now because I've never really had sex with anyone and it bothers me I may have to have sex with one person for the rest of my life. All right, Steve Gutenberg's character. But Mickey Wark just is like, you're a virgin. Got a lot to learn. And he just pours sugar in his <laughs> mouth and then like starts drinking a Coke. It's like, and it's all improv. Like yeah. they didn't script that or anything. It, it seems, like you said, Brad, the organicness of this cast yeah. is just amazing. It's so good. Oh, it's great. And Gutenberg did it. Gutenberg did it! And there's some talk about the Oscars. Yeah. He gets he gets to present an award, which mm. is crazy. He goes uh, with uh, Jeannie Francis from, from General Hospital. <laughs> <laughs> that's his date, because they have the, the same management, and they're like, listen, you need to, you need to go with somebody that's going to um, get you some notice. They get noticed a lot. I think he even mentions about how people are just like looking at her, like, who is that? She's a television star, not a, right. a movie star yet. I don't know. What well, she no, everybody knows her. They don't know him. Yeah. Yeah. So Gutenberg, I think he flubs some of his lines on stage and he's prison Oxford. Doesn't matter. It seems it's really cool to get his perspective on it and then they go to the after party and stuff. I mean, it's a right. fun time. Indeed. But it gets everyone gets a lot of work from that di diner movie. Um, and he gets he makes some bad decisions, but he'll eventually um, make a choice to do Police Academy. Which, which we'll get to next we'll time talk around. About next time. Yay! Guys, I hope you're reading the Gutenberg book with us. If not, get started. It's it's a fun, light read and you just get so much that me and Brad don't get to talk about because there's just not enough time. Indeed. All right, friends. Well, let's check in with our pal, Mr. Belvedere. Streets on the China never mattered before. Who cares? This is the beginning of a two-parter episode. Indeed. Because when you know stuff's going to get real good. And Ooh. Belvedere does not disappoint, ladies and gentlemen. But um, what we like to do on Ramjack is we like to... Uh, 
summarize these episodes in a minute. Kind of a game in a way. Brad, you have a minute. All right. Summarize this episode of Mr. Belvedere called Deportation Part 1, I think. Part 1 of 7. Are you ready? <laughs> Please let it be 7 episode arc. Please let it be 7 episode arc. Are you ready? Yes, I am ready. All right. All and go. Three, two, one, go! All right, this is Deportation Part 1. Wesley T. It wants a dog really bad, and his parents have made him a deal. As long as he can get an A, he brings up his, his history grade and gets an A, then he can have a dog. He's been working really hard, and Mr. Belvedere does not want him to have a dog, and Mr. Belvedere hates the idea of having a dog. Mr. Belvedere even seems to have been lying to him and giving him bad history tips in studying. So it's kind of fishy. Well, Wesley T. gets an A. He's going to get the dog. Hooray. But he confessed to Mr. Belvedere, I cheated. Oh, no. There was a Korean kid next to me. What am I supposed to do? Not copy off a Korean kid? Come on. Meanwhile, Heather and weird, awkward, <laughs> awkward Robbie Wendy, is, is, they're making a, the yearbook proposal, and it's super creepy and depressing because they're sad sacks, and it's all they're all going to die. Everyone's going to die. It's over. Nuclear war. Whatever. Terrifying. No one likes it. So... Oh, fuck. Uh, Wesley, <laughs> Wesley T, they bring the dog home, and then Mr. Belvedere um, says, Wesley, don't you want to tell your parents? So Mr. Belvedere reveals it, uh, that Wesley cheated. Wesley gets pissed off, calls um, immigration, and Mr. Belvedere is getting deported <gasps> to be continued. One minute, nine seconds. I'm going to say not bad. Not bad, but... But you confused. You said Heather instead of Kevin. Ah, oh, fuck. And you didn't even get to the whole point where they re- resolved the whole... Um, I guess Wesley T being mad at Belvedere, which takes some crazy turns. Yeah. But at the same time, you got it. Un- you almost hey. got under a minute, friend. Well done, because this episode is crazy. It was a crazy, hilarious episode. Valiant, valiant effort. We'll see how you do with him with a belt. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> come on. <gasps> All right, I've gone a minute thirty before, not gotten everything in an episode. All right, so. Oh. Can we? Just, the episode starts off. Heather walks in, and she's and she's got like what looks to be a rat, and she bites the head off of it. Yeah. Oh, don't worry, Mister Belvedere. It's just a. It's like candy. It's a candy rat. What? Is that a thing? Yeah, it is. I've but never seen Halloween's a, over. We, a that was candy rat. They have ran, They have candied everything. I think it's weird when she rolls in first wearing that strange kind of like suspender dress thing. Yeah. Um, but she she dangles it in front of Mr. Belvedere, oddly close to Mr. Belvedere. It was it was. It she was flirting. She was it, flirting with Mr. Yeah, Belvedere. Yeah, she was flirting with Mr. Belvedere. It looks close on it looks close on the television. Um, when they were filming that, she must have been up on him because we all know yeah. that's how that works. Yeah. Wesley comes in with like one of those fake dog things. Yeah, like his invis- an invisible dog. Um. What is? Did everyone just get back from the joke shop? I guess so. What is happening? I was hoping they would talk about that because I don't know why Heather has a rat in her pocket. Is is George running around with a joy buzzer? Like, I, what's happening? George what's is running happening? around with Marsha trying to play oh, tennis. George, the shorts. He got really hot. You're not auditioning for Can't Stop the Music. Please, please put on your pants. I do like the fact that Mom and Dad have been reduced at least in this episode and a lot of ones before this, to just being background. <laughs> well, they've also been reduced in the eyes of their children to yeah. background characters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they're, they're doing a lot together as a couple. Like, when she's not studying or out and about, they're doing stuff. Yeah. I, I like that. Because I don't... I want it to be more about the kids. I don't yeah. care about the olds. Yeah. Also, there's a, there's a lot of stuff going on with Heather's. Like, uh, Heather's talking to Marsha. like, a guy asked me on the hall today and Marsha's like, me too. Um... <laughs> no, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. <laughs> No, he didn't, Marsha. That didn't happen. That, that never happened. Heather doesn't know. 
Marsha's just like saying it and then looking at her like, "Hey, Marsha, believe it." Marsha, listen. I know that you're upset that your daughter is young and fertile, and you're old and decrepit and married to George. But why are you gonna try to play one-up games? Why can't you just deal with the fact that you are an aging woman with a near-dead husband? Just accept it. You your it. life is coming to an end. You're dying. You're getting old. Not as old as George, but you are no longer young. You don't need to compete with your daughter, you weirdo. You know, there is a way, though. She oh, could she, feel she young just, again. Just... I know at one point, Heather wants to talk to Mom about something, and George is all like, well, you can talk to me about anything, kitten. All right, Dad. When you were younger, when did your breasts develop or something like that? No, how big were your breasts when you were my age? How big? What size was your chest when you were my age? <laughs> George, you're the worst. Worst, Dad. So, Wesley T. is all about this getting a dog. He is showing them he can take care of a dog by not take, by taking care of a, an imaginary dog? Yeah. Uh-huh. So they make a deal with him, which is the worst. It's like making a deal with the devil. It is making a deal with the devil. Um, if you make good grades or pass your test or whatever in history or whatnot, you get a dog. It's that easy. Does he pass or fail, Brad? Well, I mean, luckily there's a Korean kid sitting next to him. <laughs> I love just, like, <laughs> the... She's like, yeah, well, there's a Korean kid next to me. What am I supposed to do? Like, that's not even, that's not really an excuse. That's just an opportunity. It's, it's like, like oh, it's, well, yeah. I mean, how can you resist the temptation of a Korean kid's paper? That's a that's a guaranteed A. True. Um, I love that Belvedere helped him study and blatantly told him wrong facts. Yeah. Like, when, oddly enough, Mr. Belvedere, War of 1812 did, didn't take place in 1957. Oh, well, I must have confused it with the War of 1957. Silly me. <laughs> just like, and just trolling him. Belvedere, what the fuck? That's kind of weird. Um, so they come back with a dog from one of their mini adventures out. I'm talking about yeah. Marsha. They, well, they've gone to the pet shop at the mall mm-hmm. and picked out a dog because they just couldn't wait any longer. And Wesley, he got an A, so why not? It's adorable little dog. It's a super little puppy. It's so cute. But it does look terrified. And at one point, yeah. George is like, oh, look at him. They're best buds. Getting along real well. I'm like, no, George. That dog is obviously terrified. You're filming yeah. it, and it doesn't know what the fuck's going on. Right. Anyway. You know, Belvedere pressures Wesley. It's like, hey, you want to tell your parents something? Thanks. And finally, Belvedere's like, look, he cheated. He's a cheat. He's a cheater. He's a regular old cheater. Thanks, Belvedere. Wesley confides in Belvedere he cheated. And then Belvedere spills the beans, Brad. Yeah. Now, we realize... That, that's because Belvedere didn't have enough time to manipulate the strings like he normally does. Exactly. Like, he actually says this during the course of the episode, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I didn't have time to manipulate it. I didn't have time to play mind games with Wesley T. I just had to bring it to him. Right. And so George's like, well, I guess we got to take this dog back. I mean, I don't know. Maybe prep a little bit more before you go get a dog and yeah. rescue a dog. Because, I mean, like, that's an animal. Like, <laughs> you you don't just take an animal back to the store. Like, the whole idea of ownership of pets is weird. It is bizarre. Like, you are a caretaker of an animal. You aren't, you don't, it's not a piece of property you just own. That's a, that's a creature. It's not just like, well, I guess we'll just take it back. All right. Cool. Creepy. I don't like that. I don't, I don't like, like that. a lot of that. Because, in a way, I mean, it is a living thing, and you just don't do that with animals. Right. Obviously. So, as the tea's devastated. Of course. Probably not as much as that dog that thought it had a home, and now <laughs> is being, you know, taken back to the mall, next to the food court, by George. Has to ride in a car again, which terrifies it. <laughs> That's the coolest thing you could do to an animal. Yeah. Just taking the dog back. Like, why just not have a dog? Have a dog, and just not, don't let Wesley play with the dog. Yeah. Can we just do that? 
I mean, if a kid wants a dog, that's a family investment because the kid's not going to be able to take yeah, care Wesley of it. Yeah, Wesley T. will be born in a few days. But a Wesley T. is going to skin it alive. Well, yeah. But pet ownership helps people in a lot of ways. It makes you more happy, generally. Um, you feel young again. <laughs> I mean, but there are scientific studies that say if you have a pet, you're going to be more healthy than people who don't have pets. Across the board, even mentally healthy. So it may be a good idea to get one for Wesley T. because he's a sociopath. <laughs> or to get one for George because he's going downhill fast. They, they, the whole family could benefit from a dog. Definitely. So to just take it back is cruel It's and kind weird. of fucking weird. But Wesley's a cheater, so... But Wesley T also flies off the handle. Like, he gets yeah, a little too crazy. because It's, it's kind of scary. I think he... Does he realize that Belvedere isn't under his thumb? And he's like, well, fuck, Belvedere's not my partner in crime. He's an adult that's trying to, I guess, be responsible for me. And I really wanted a dog. Well, Wesley T's never had parents before, so... Have, having an authority figure actually uh, set down some ground rules and being like... And, you know, reveal his lies blows his mind. So he's a little afraid of that. So. so, of course, he calls the government. Yeah. Yikes. I got an immigrant right here for you. Pretty sure he's here illegally. Get rid of him. <laughs> Yikes. Fuck, Wesley. That's hardcore. Meanwhile, uh, Kevin Jeez. and Awkward Girl. She was in another episode. She was in the uh, she was in the first Happy Guy Club episode. Um, like, the Awkward Girl that had, like, a crush on Kevin. Ugh, she's the worst. Her name's Wendy. She really is the worst. Out of all the characters we can bring back, you bring back Wendy? Yeah. Why isn't Sad Angela in here? Where the fuck is Sad Angela? But uh, they're basically designing the yearbook, and Kevin's, like, doing some research, and apparently he's just discovered the reality of terribleness of the 80s with the nuclear armaments and whatnot. All the, the reckless just consuming and... Pollution. Pollution. You're so like, much trash. He, so uh, Kevin just becomes incredibly devastated, and uh, so slowly but surely, their whole yearbook is being uh, disaster themed. Yeah, as opposed to the theme of the future's ours, Ugh. it becomes the future is non-existent or what? future question mark What future? I'm just looking over to see what our yearbooks were for theme. I'm pretty sure one of them is autism. Is it in our <laughs> is it in our vaccines? Because there's just puzzle pieces all over it, and I know that's the thing. I know Marsh's theme was shoot for the stars, and George's apparently was eat more pork. Ugh. I'm assuming that's a. Oh, you got all of them right there. Yeah, I do. What the fuck is this shit? This is terrible. Well, that's supposed to be a falcon. Oh, is that what it's supposed but to be? But I have no idea what's on the back of it. Well, it's supposed to be a hawk. Oh, yeah. And that was the other picture. Did we have a theme for the yearbook? Um, this theme is apparently shitty artwork and ugly silhouettes. Do you mind? No, oh, fuck. <laughs> Surely we had a theme. I don't think there's a theme. I think the theme is shitty artwork, Alex. You may be right. The I theme, think you're right. The theme of our freshman high school yearbook was... Was no theme at all. Was shitty artwork. Um, our sophomore year, the theme was hands-on perfection. And there's puzzle pieces and there's like a hand print. I have no idea what that's supposed I, to mean. I don't even know. That I looks... do love that your insignia on the front is Brad Couples with a peace sign and drama masks. Hell yeah, it's still holding up. Shit is still holding up. Upon, I agree with that. Upon further reflection of the, uh, the 1999 yearbook, I think the theme, the silent theme here, isn't just shitty artwork, but thunderstorms, <laughs> uh, tornadoes, yes, and sports, because that's what's covering the back of it. Are outlines of things that are sports-ish. Oh, I'm sorry. Tangible Perfection was 2001, so that was our it was our junior year. Oh, our, our next year was 2000. <laughs> 
Okay, I'm gonna put these on the Facebook group, guys. First of all, um, we'll notice I don't have the peace sign yet. Maybe I can only have one of these, but I've got the drama mask with no peace sign. But this one was Reflections and Visions 2000. Um, and it also seems to be <laughs> themed around shitty artwork, because this is ugly as fuck. This looks like, like a Mayan, like, cave painting, or not a cave <laughs> painting, but like engraved, stone engraving. Of a falcon that's about to descend. Like, I feel like there's more over here. Like, there's also, like, the dragon god or something. And there's, like... But that's the kind of quality you're coming with. Oh, yeah. This is, like, pre-Bronze oh. Age artwork. Yeah. That is bad. <laughs> Who that is this? Oh, I don't know. Ivan Moore? Jeez. Maybe? Nice. <laughs> there's another one. Also pretty bad. Manzies. This is just dreadful. How did we survive this, uh, man? Why didn't you design the fucking thing? None of my things got picked. I think I did one where I actually tried to make it into like a logo or comic thing and people liked it. They were like, oh, this is great, but not realistic. People like, for some reason, a lot of people in the South don't value, I guess, things that are more abstracted. It's all about photorealism. Doesn't matter. Yeah, That's an aside right. thing, but fuck that. Uh, and of course, last 2002, I think we mentioned before. Have You Forgotten is <laughs> Have the Have You name. Forgotten is the theme. Oh, don't tell me you got that. <laughs> Save that for a second. Um, but it's apparently the fl the the theme is America. It's just America. Then. Um, we have not we have oh, <laughs> the drama mask, the peace sign, my name, and right under it, go Dreyfuses. <laughs> From our um, as we mentioned before, our attempts to change the school mascot to Richard Dreyfus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the fighting Dreyfuses. But Alex, look what is falling out of this yearbook, guys. Sorry for the tangent, but uh, Brad is holding a com the computer fun. Computer? Is it, is it just say computer. Is it computer <laughs> love fun? Is that what it's supposed computer to be? love fun? Um, Congratulations, Brad couples. Pay like a dollar fifty for this thing when it came out. It was like everyone had to do it. You all had to like basically fill out a thing. And it would basically find your love connections. It was a match.com slash okcupid for a younger generation. Oh, and it was always hilarious. In a, a pre-super internet world. Yes, so uh, here are my ten matches. All of this to say also, we had to fill out all these questions. So yeah. in a way, it kind of could in theory work. Yeah, theory. After it gives you all the names, it says, good luck. Good luck. We, we hope, hope you enjoy your, your list. list. What is that supposed to This program was sponsored by Mu Alpha Theta, was it? Fuck Least it. compatible matches. That's a hilarious thing to put on a yep. list. Lindsay Shadow. <laughs> that makes so much sense. Yes, it does. Wasn't her father like the minister at your church? Yeah, it was. <laughs> she was super Jizo. She loved baby Jizo. Uh, my best friend matches. Alex, you didn't make the list. Did, I didn't even come into the third. No, I'm, I was probably third. You, you would have. It's T.J. Henson and B.J. Naylor. I love guys with initials. Those are my best friends. I should go by. I should start going by A.G. or E.G. or something. What's the bottom part? Is that just a duplicate? Um, no, this was oh throughout the whole school. Yeah, so the first one was in our this class. Our Every class. one of those people we graduated with. But then right. on the flip side, hey, are you looking for a younger oh. or an older look, look, Bo? Hey, you looking to change it up? Congratulations, Brad. Following <laughs> the names of people throughout the entire school. Oh, Nikki Gray, don't remember her. Jenny Day, okay. Callie Davis. Oh, okay. She, she broke Peterson's heart. She broke Peterson's <laughs> on heart. The on the Tower. Eiffel Tower. He was going to propose on the Eiffel Tower. I had a friend who went on a trip with him because there was a school trip. God, we're getting really off tangent, but it doesn't matter. Sorry. Um, they went on a like loves it. It's yeah. okay. They went to, uh, there was a school-sponsored trip to Europe. Mm -hmm. um, I had a friend who went on this trip, and he actually, it was good to get his perspective on this. So our friend Dustin Peterson, who's a super ninja, yes. or a ninja. He is a ninja. He can also read tarot cards. Oh. He can pull cards out of a deck that don't even exist, guys. This is serious shit. Magics. Um, he was in love with this girl, and mm. when they went to Europe, he was going to propose to her. Um, 
halfway through the trip, she kind of started getting weird feelings. So when he proposed to her on the Eiffel Tower, her response was what anyone's response would be uh, if someone sent them a text message to someone they're not really into. Nah, pass. Mary, gross. They were very young. Like, they were super... Well, he was maybe 17 or 18, and she was like 16 or 17, maybe 15. I don't know oh, how she old she was. School? Was she still in high school? Yeah, she was not graduating Oh, yikes! So Dustin, he gets his heart broken, yeah. but he's also a kid. I mean, that happens. Right. Um, twist part, she starts hooking up with other people on the trip after this point. They break up on the Eiffel Tower. She's like, no. Ooh. Like, her actual words were, no, we should break up. And he was totally blindsided by this, as everyone who's young and in love is. Right. And doesn't understand that. And she starts hooking up with people on the trip. I heard that it was super awkward. Hmm. So, she's your number three, or... She's my, I, I, I should have been on that trip. should have been on that trip. should have been on that trip. Sorry, Peterson. Trip. Sorry, buddy. I'll console you later. I gotta, I got a hot date tonight. <laughs> I can't tell you anything about who. It's just, we'll just... Yeah. A hot date. Ah, uh, who? Steamy. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Allison Hopper. I remember her vaguely. No, I don't remember any of these other people. I don't remember any of them. Least compatible. Don't remember any of those. Best friends. Don't remember any of those. Alex, you still didn't make the list. Best friends. Not even close. This yeah, is the Alex, whole school. Alex, when a computer, when a hundred question questionnaire is fed to a computer, I think it's probably right. And sorry, you are not my best friend. The podcast has been fun. Please leave. That being said... Take your McDonald's as you leave. This was also a time when I was a super Jizo. You... Or was starting to get out of super Jizo. True. So, of course, on certain things, True. our answers wouldn't have matched. Right. Because you'd have been like, you know what? I love more than anything. Baby Jizo. Oh, yeah. He is my bro. Little baby Jizo? Uh, let, me, let me do a little quick prayer before before I talk about how much I love baby Jizo. All right. Now we can talk about baby Jizo. Here, let me, let, so, me, let me pull out my Bible here. Come on, I always keep one on me. It's amazing that we were actually friends in high school, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, not really, because, I mean, even though I was super Jizo'd, there were certain things, you I mean, that's why we're friends now. Right. I mean, but, I mean, I, I always have friends that I'm, like, uh, profess to be religious, but at the same time, you can tell they're sensible people, and eventually they're probably not oh. going to be. Plus, we were creative types. I right. mean, there was a lot of other things that's like, all right, well, you're baby Jizo, whatever. We were the school goofs. We were the school goofs. Come so, on. of course, I mean, you recognize a goof? It takes a goof to recognize a goof. Fact. We were goofs. We were goofs. And, you know, we haven't stopped goofing since, and it's been a joy, oh, friend. And now you get to goof with us. And those were our high school yearbook themes. So needless to say, Brad and I know nothing about how to pick up a high school theme. Well, actually, we probably could do a much better job oh, than yeah. other people, but our experience with them is left just kind of like, nah, ah, not interested. Most of our themes were shitty artwork. Yeah. <laughs> so... I, this is a new thing. This is a new thing for us. So I don't know what Kevin and Wendy are up to. I know what Wendy's up to. Wendy's playing the long con of trying to get into Kevin's pants. She loves Kevin. And even though he said no and just said, let's just be friends, she's not giving up that. Ugh. Yeah. She is creepy. She's creepy. And they also play her to be like just like a fat kid, like yeah. always trying to eat. And I hate to even say that. Like, yeah. fuck those fucking stereotypes. It's awful. At one point, she's eating ice cream. Like, she she scoops some ice cream into a bowl for Kevin, and then she just starts eating out of the carton. She's like, you know what? If we're all going to die, who cares about my diet? There's so many flavors and so little time. All right. All right. God damn it. Calm the fuck down. I also love when Kevin says, this isn't Chelsea Handler. <laughs> Fucking sexist assholes. But Kevin is, like, devastated by the fact that he's going to die, as he should be. I mean, mm -hmm. when you first come to your first realization that you're mortal, even in your, your youth, or that the world is not that great... Um, he's a little old to come to that realization, I feel. He's a little old. You, I, I mean, we all had sober re re 
we all had sobering realizations in our childhood that made us think about these things. Through but that. also, we grew up with Captain Planet and stuff, and like we had those at a much younger age. I feel yeah. than maybe most people. Um, which is probably another reason why we were good friends in high school, the goofing and, you know, sobering realizations of life. True. But <laughs> All those sobering realizations. And, and, uh, and, and also a respect for Richard Dreyfuss. Oh, And definitely. his ability to represent us and, and our fellow classmates. Go fighting Dreyfusses. But he has this, and he it won't leave his thoughts. Like, he is just wallowing in this, mm-hmm. which is why it, it takes over and they make their presentation, which right. you can tell there's been a lot of work done on it. Um, in the, you know, not just interns in Hollywood doing this. I mean, in the scheme of the show, they did this together. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of long nights. But he asks uh, Wendy the question, what would you do if this was the last night on Earth? And he's asking it as a genuine thing. Like, right. I need to put my life in perspective. Yeah. I mean, my parents aren't here for me. I got this Belvedere. My brother's a sociopath. I've been fucking my sister for years. I love her, but I need to check for just a second. I don't know if she's going to have a future. What's going to happen? She's two years younger than me. I don't know if she's going to... I worry about her in the future. What would what, you do? What would you do last you night? You said one night. Just one night. And of course, Wendy interprets this as a, a come on. Right. And she's looking at him like, oh, God, finally. Oh, fuck yes. Ugh. What did you have in mind, Kevin? How do you want this? <laughs> Let's just be friends, Wendy. Let's just be friends. If you don't anyway, if you go around the world... Oh, yeah. I'll go around the world. I don't even understand that. Bail. Bail. Just get out. Abort. Abort. Get out of there. Kevin laughs it off. It's awkward as fuck. It's awkward. They continue being sad sacks. Um, So... Well, surprise, surprise. They don't get picked. They were like, guys, what is this shit? Go back and do something else. Fun and upbeat. Right. Okay, all that to say... Oh, Wesley T is mad at Belvedere in the go- new levels of insanity bad. He's terrifying. He's absolutely terrifying. We have seen him unleashed, basically. Yes. Not only is he calling that, he is, like, giving him the cold shoulder, like, mean mugging, scheming against him. He has his head on a dartboard and is throwing it with deadly accuracy at Mr. Belvedere. Right. What is happening? Yikes. So, eventually, they're going to have it out in the kitchen. Yeah. Uh, Wesley breaks the uh, the the tea bag holder that he had made for Mr. Belvedere. And Mr. Belvedere takes the wine bottle, breaks it, and they use those weapons to fight. I wish. And let me tell you, <laughs> that would be so amazing. Battle wait Royale. The, wait for the Knights Network. Um, it gets, but again, it gets tender. It gets tender, and it's moments like this, especially. You would never expect this coming from Belvedere. It's like when I was watching Family Ties for the first time as an adult and realizing, fuck. This is some... This is... Whoa. They're dealing with some real shit. They're dealing with some real shit in an 80s sitcom? Yeah. Like, modern day... Like, now sitcoms don't deal with the shit this stuff done. More no. of it's shock value. You're not really dealing with anything. Yeah. This was actually trying to tackle things, and mostly missing the mark in some respects, but Belvedere brings it to you in a very real way. I, yeah. Yeah. It's... I believe Wesley T is a sociopath, and I believe that he's a kid acting out, and that Belvedere's only his his only saving grace. It's it's it was such a, a less cynical time, and everything wasn't dripping with irony, and you just you could have a tender moment, and actual characters. It didn't have to be like five quick jokes, quick cut. Uh, have a monkey do something. Uh, be in a shitty hospital show. By the way, NBC canceled Animal Practice Doctor oh, shit no. show that no one watched. Probably because it was awful. Community, was community the... still doesn't have a return date, by the way. That, that bothers me because I was really hoping that would be the thing that would bridge the whole dolphin-centric Hollywood move shift. But it didn't happen. Ugh. Community, God, that's going to suck because that dude's not on it anymore. He's not riding it or anything. No. 
Yeah. Oh, well. But but Belvedere was a different time. Indeed. So Wesley T. and Belvedere, yeah, tender moment. Like, Wesley and, takes yeah. it to him, tells him, like, look, I trusted you, and you... Belvedere's like, it's all for your own good. Wesley T. breaks something and then realizes, wait a minute. I spent all this time doing this for Belvedere. It's even hard to recap what happened in there, because there's so yeah. much happened in that one little sense when they it's, come to each it's other. It's a really good episode, guys. Yeah. One of the best. Um, so, but they finally made up. They go into the living room, knock on the door... Immigration. This is also preceded by them calling, almost in horror movie fashion, the house, and Heather answering the phone. Hello? Right. Yeah, Mr. Belvedere's here. Want me to get him for you? Hello? 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 That's weird. Hmm. Called, asked for Mr. Belvedere, and they hung up. Well, now they're there. And they're like, listen, do you do you have a green card? No, I do not. So you're here illegally? Yes. And you've been working here? Yes. All right, uh, you're going to have to come downtown with us? No, 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 no. He hasn't really been working. He's just been lazy around. No good, lousy, lazy... Just not doing anything. All right. Thank you, everyone. Look at this pigsty. House is immaculate, by the right. way. Cookies are in the oven. We'll be ready in five minutes. Ah. Uh, Mr. Belvedere thanks them for, for trying to lie for him. Uh, clearly haven't learned the lesson of the episode yet. They're never going to learn their lessons. No, never. I, but I, I love when Belvedere says something. He, he basically tells the police or the immigration, I came here looking for some information, and I actually got stuck. He says something about well, how he, he came said, there. Well, go ahead. Yeah, he basically said, well, I, look, I came here, you know, doing some research, looking around. Um, I ended up taking this job, and I stayed here longer than I intended. What was he researching? What was he getting to the bottom of? Mm, what knows. answers was he seeking? Who knows? Why? We'll, uh, we'll figure it out eventually. We'll find out. We'll find out. He's gone. We take him. We go up. Uh, Wesley mm. T's writing in Mr. Belvedere's yeah. journal. He's like, uh, Mr. Belvedere was taken away. He usually writes in here. Here's what's going to happen. They're going to take Belvedere, and you're going to have to write in his journal. <laughs> oh, man. Then we go to credits. Oh, but not before. Next time on Mr. Belvedere. Which is the best. I wish they did this on every episode. Seriously. I mean. A super cut of just some crazy shit. What the fuck? I don't want to spoil anything. So, I, I don't either. But, but let me just say, next episode of Mr. Belvedere looks very exciting. Very exciting. They're going <laughs> to... The old Owens, they're going to do some scheming. It looks like they're going to do some scheming, try to save Mr. Belvedere. But that's only part two of seven, so... Yeah, it only gets better from so here, So we, I can't imagine what happened in part six. God, I fucking love this show. Guys, get it on DVD. Do what you have to do. is so watch good. Mr. Belvedere. So good. It's only getting better. It's on the YouTube. Get in the Facebook group. You, I'll send you the link. Ooh. Post them every week. That's a treat. Indeed. Alex, who won and who lost? Oh, fuck. Who won? Who Whoa, wait won. a minute. Who did win in this episode? Who won? Heather? Yeah. She's the only one that didn't lose? Because that guy asked her out. Yes! All right, there, Heather actually won. Good Heather job. Heather won. She also got one up on Dad by making him feel uncomfortable. Yes. Well done, Heather. Who lost? Oh, everybody. The puppy. The question. Oh, the yes. The puppy. Who lost the most? It was that the poor puppy. puppy. Taking out of the aquarium, taking home, and then taking right back well, to the aquarium. Fuck. Puppy lost. All right. Well, that's Mr. Belvedere. Great episode. That's so sad. Well, let's 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 keep going on in the school hey, theme. Let's get back to Saved by the Bell. Alex, we're in the. It's the final two episodes. Final two episodes of Saved by the Bell proper, guys. It has been a wonderful Ooh. ride. I have the task of summarizing the episode, The Graduation, I think, right? Yes. Absolutely. Which isn't the last episode, surprising it's enough. It's not the last episode. There's one more. Granted, like, depending on where you go, these episodes are in crazy order. Sometimes it's the last episode. But it's not according to the DVDs, and that's what we have. Yes. So... Alex, you're going to have one minute. Or if you need some more time, that's cool. <laughs> We're going to try our best to do it in a minute, though. So, uh, let's talk graduation in 
three, two, one, go. Saved by the Bell is graduating. Everyone is kind of upset, but not as upset as Kelly, apparently, because she's crying at a drop of a hat. Sorry, Zach. I guess you're not going to be able to graduate. Mr. Belding throws this at Zach out of nowhere. Zach's got to scramble. Through a lot of scheming, um, he gets into a ballet recital, which is happening on the day before graduation, which is weird. Don't know about that, but whatever. Um, so what happens is Bel uh, Belding says, Hey, Zach, if you do us a favor and get into this production, I'm going to wave one of your credits and you get to graduate. Wonderful. Um, I don't know who's buying tickets to this four-minute ballet. It's the worst <laughs> and it's horrible. And everyone ends up being in it because the nerds get sick from the flu because there's a pandemic. This is the first avian flu pandemic California has seen, and it's taken out all the smart kids at this magnet art school. Whatever, Bay Bayside. Uh, Jesse wants to be valedictorian, but Screech beats her, and then in an act of Screech being a human for once, he kind of lets Jesse take it, but then she reverses it and lets Screech takes it. Um, Zach's still a god. Um, Belding really wants to be a student and tries his best to just be pals. It's a crazy episode, but at the end... We're glad the time we spent at Bayside, and you know what? These are some of the best memories we'll ever have, especially with the football games we almost won and the ballet recitals that are all shit. And that is all to say by the bell, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I cut you off a little early, but it's still oh. 1 minute 22. God damn it. I got to the, the whole ballet thing and then thought, oh, I didn't even do the whole stuff Polly Jesse in them. And then I got carried away. I got carried away. Hey, it happens to all sometimes. Say by the bell, ladies and gentlemen. Say by the bell. Wow. Tori's gone. Tori's gone. Well, we think we see her in the crowd at the end, but whatever. Oh, uh, she was she was there. She was uh, somewhere. She definitely moved the bathrooms. Um, she didn't. F when she changed, when the universe finally was fixed by by her exits, um, the, apparently like the the locale just completely got messed up because there's bathrooms across from Mr. Belling's office now that have never been there before. Nope. There's a lot of weird set things they do in this episode, and I don't know if it's like a new director for the last episode or. This is the last time we're going to see Bayside. Let's do our best to really show some more facets of the set we built because we never do different camera angles. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Uh, you're giving way too much credit. Why? What the fuck are they wearing when they come in? <gasps> Saved by the Bell did not disappoint in the fact that first five minutes, they are wearing ridiculous shit. Slater is wearing like a turtleneck yes. with like, like the craziest pleat pants in the world. I don't know what Turtle's wearing. It's like a weird kind of like, what did they call those? Not track suits. Jumpsuits? Remember when we were kids and they had the fashion of like the real pillowy kind of track suit? Do you remember what that was? I, I can't remember the proper title enough. for it. But she has one of those on and it's all huge and baggy and weird. It's like she's wearing a fabric balloon. It's not <laughs> cool. <laughs> like a fabric balloon. I don't know what the hell Jesse and... Kelly are wearing. Look at Screech. me, I'm wearing a fabric balloon, everyone. I'm ready to go into the sky now. Screech is doing just as much ridiculous shit as he always is. So the nerds roll up and are like, hey girls, are you up for the ballet recital, even though we're about to graduate in a few days? Yeah. What school is planning an event that close to graduation? Also, uh, how is Zach not aware that he's a credit short of graduating? Because he had no advisor at any point be like, hey, by the way, you're still, you need another credit. You think that the people who gave him a scholarship to Yale, right? Because he's going to Yale. Yeah, he's, he's going to Yale. He's going to Yale, ladies and gentlemen. He made great scores on his SAT. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Going, definitely going to Yale. Definitely, not, definitely not staying Yale. local. He, he's certainly not going to California College University School. Well, Jesse and Turtle are going to be in New York. He's going to stop by and still see them at Yale. No right. big deal. Sure. 
I don't know what anyone else is going to do. These, these are Slater's glory days. Definitely. Um, <laughs> so, most of the episode is them... I just want to see, I want to see oh. Turtle's outfit. It was the whole yeah. thing. What are those things called? Okay, now she's not wearing that kind of suit, but it's similar to it. She is Zach, no belt, blue plaid, super pleats, purple turtleneck. I thought Scrooge was wearing camo at first, but no. It's just odd print. And Kelly Kapowski's shirt's a little V-neck, and she's showing a little cleavage. Yeah, she is. Um, Jesse Spano looks like a wreck. She definitely studied late at night. Oh, but she's still super foxy. This is also the night after their their last quiz, so they're pretty much done with school. Yeah. Oh, their- she's got a thing that says Tigers on it, like Bayside Tigers. She's got their yearbook, I guess. Yeah, because they got their yearbook. Hey, there's their yearbook. Wow, it's so weird wow. that Belvedere and Save by the Bell just kind of, like, line up. Yeah. Their, book se- their yearbook seems to be geometry-themed. <laughs> <laughs> so the nerds are apparently doing the ballet thing, which is... Yeah, the nerds are big into ballet. What do we have on set that we can just get back? Like, Oh, okay, yeah, get the nerds in. Yes. Um, Where's Ghost? I don't see Ghost, and I don't see the lead nerd girl who's supposed to be getting them all the votes. Yeah. Um, so the nerds are super excited about this, and all the girls are apparently in it. Yeah. By all the girls, you mean uh, Kelly, Lisa, and Jesse. Yeah. All the girls. <laughs> all of the girls. So, yeah. I don't, again, I don't know how ah, Zach didn't know that yeah. he is. Except almost, for a ridiculous plot convenience. Do you think it's because uh, Belding wanted Zach to stay another year? You Most think there's foul play here? Most, I think, yeah. Bel- Belding has been, like, planning for a couple of years now. He's been secretly messing with Zach's uh, file. Like, oh, he'll I'll make sure he doesn't know that he's missing a credit. I don't even know how high school works. I thought you just graduated high school, right? I mean, do credits matter in high school? Well, it's not... Like, I, well, I, again, I feel like our high school was particular... Like, there was less involvement in planning anything in our high school. Like, we got to pick classes, kind of. But it was from, like, a very tight selection. And oh, there, we didn't have free periods or anything like that. Because it was all block Can scheduling. you imagine what would have happened if we went to a real school and they had actually taught us to prepare for the ACT and actually taught us? Oh. Man, who knows where we'd be? Seriously. Um, but the Bayside folks, what they end up doing is Zach ends up manipulating the nerds into one of them to drop out, old Big Pete. Because one of the nerds is nicknamed Big Pete. He's <laughs> yeah. kind of a scrawny, t- small guy. I don't know why it's called Big Pete, Brad. You got I, think that's, I think that's building is a special nickname for him. Oh, but an old Big Pete. Old Big Pete. Hey, Big Pete. How's it going? Whoa. Inappropriate. Big Pete runs into the office um, as Zach's trying to talk about the credit and is like, Sprung my leg. Can't be in the I ballet. Can't, can't be in the ballet. Uh, hoping find somebody to replace me. I know it's last minute. Who so they can dance. Doesn't oh, Slater have a? Well, I actually know how to dance. So Zach finagles his way into this, and it's like, well, if you can, if you can do the ballet, I, I'll I'll see that you get your one credit for for the dance class. Um, uh, what? That can't be legal. <laughs> certainly can't. That can't be legit at all. A- absolutely not. So, uh, of course, so Zach goes to the first, you know, dance rehearsal, and he's awful, of course, because he, he's never danced before in his life. Fallen over. All over everyone and everything. But what does it matter? I mean, whether he's good or bad, he just <laughs> needs the credit. So. And it's the Save by the Bell. It's the Bayside <laughs> Ballet. The Graduation Ballet. <laughs> yeah. It's not even Swan Lake. It's like Swan Pond or something like that? Duck yeah. Pond? What's it called? I don't, it was terrible. It Bay was Pond. Awful. Awful. Ducks at the Bay. I have no idea what the hell it was called. Stand, standing by the Duck of the Bay. <laughs> <laughs> so, Big Pete's out. 
Right. He gets a Letterman jacket. I don't know why that's a trade. I don't know. I get a Letterman jacket for the last two days of school, dude. Are you going to try to get laid with that? Because it's not going to happen. Everyone knows you're not on the football team, dude. Remember your glory days. You're going to go to Valley and get, like, the Letterman jacket? Be like, yeah, I'll go to Bayside. I'm a Letterman athlete. What's up? No, dude. I don't know what you're doing. Ugh, gross. Are you obsessed with Slater and you just want something of his? Did you and Slater... Is this the way for you to keep Slater's jersey after you and him had a relationship? Yikes. Oh, what if that's oh, the story? Oh, no. Big Pete. Big Pete got his big heart broken mm. by A.C. Slater. Because A.C. Slater wasn't ready. He wasn't ready to come out of the closet. Ten-year reunion, they'll be like, hey, Big Pete, what's up? Hey, Slater. And as Slater walks away, Big Pete's in his car, and he just brings up, still in, like, like I guess, dry-cleaning plastic. Yes. His, <laughs> his, his Letterman jacket, and it's like, I can't quit you, A.C. I can't. Can't quit you. That's a beautiful story. That's a beautiful story. That is a beautiful story. Not the story we get. Um, so, um, and we see one of the nerds start sneezing. No, no. Oh, no. Next day, sorry, guys, looks like we're going to have to cancel the ballet. All the nerds came down with nerd flu. <laughs> nerd flu? Yeah, it's a weird... Oh, they got the nerd flu. They got the nerd flu. Um, fair enough. All the nerds are gone. And by that, I mean the three nerds that were in ballet. Right, right. Why there's only six people in the ballet. So there, is there a flu that only attacks nerds? Oh, Because um, you would think as dancers, they would be all near the women. So mm-hmm. I don't know how it works. I don't know. You think they all got the flu on purpose? Like they just wanted one last group hurrah? They all, they all wanted a Letterman jacket and they thought this way they might somehow get a le- They don't. They didn't understand the scheme. Big Pete was you with that Letterman jacket. I'm part of the team now, guys. You want to go down to Valley? Well, don't we need Letterman jackets? They needed a team of Letterman jackets. (laughs) Nerds building their own team. They can't even dance. Like, the little pirouettes they do in the freaking Max is the worst. So now everyone is in it. Well, no, the whole the, game the, the is dancing. Is, no, hold up, hold up. We gotta back up. Oh, so, we gotta so, back up. So they're gonna cancel the ballet. Yeah. And this means Zach's not gonna be able to get his credit mm-hmm. because the whole because he only gets the credit if he does the final ballet. Not the classwork that he's put into it because he's been to a few classes by now. Right. Um, it's sketchy to begin with, but like oh, this is even less. Some. So everyone else is just gonna get graded, you know, based on the work they've done thus far, and the fi- they're just not gonna have a final. Zach is just out of luck. Just kind of a, a fucking shifty. So they shift again, right? So they're like, so you know, everyone's really upset about it. And then Zach goes and find Mr. Belding and the, the ballet teacher and is like, well, listen, I've got a plan. Oh, yeah? Let's do the ballet anyway. And they're like, what? That's a brilliant plan. That's not a plan. Well, the show must go on. What, well, Belding? Hold up. Zach doesn't know what he's doing. Oh, so, yeah, so then we go to the ballet. You would assume that they would just cut away at some point to, to show the passage of time. They don't. We see the whole ballet. We see all of it. It's maybe three minutes and long. And the, the fact that someone may have paid $5, $8, $12 to see this is is we, offensive. And again, you'll remember how much trouble they had selling um, class rings and tickets to the prom, but they were able to sell all those tickets to Oklahoma. Like, what is the... What's going on at this school? Apparently they sold yearbooks. So that, I guess that worked out. Yeah. Because we saw plenty of those. Uh, but really, what the fuck? <laughs> they love that. And it's an art school. It's a, it's a they, magnet art they school. Love they love three-minute no, ballets. They have no money for rings. They don't, Our kids don't want a prom. I'm surprised they have so much dancing. It's to get them But they want Letterman jackets? But they want Letterman jackets. 
And they definitely, they love experimental art. They love short experimental art. I guess. I guess. Besides a magnet school of the arts. We never knew. But, uh, yeah, so Zach goes on, and he, he's terrible, and then Slater comes out, and he's an amazing dancer. Slater's got some moves, ladies and gentlemen. Of course. Slater is an actual dancer. Right. right. He comes out and is just spinning. He's only got one routine, though. He just kind of spins around. Mm-hmm. Not doing anything else. Uh, then Screech comes out as a wacky <laughs> thing. Screech does weird shit. Uh, All of a sudden, he's laying eggs. He's, he's like laying a, eggs. He's like a toucan or like a peacock or something. I, no clue. Absolutely no clue. The girls are looking good, though, in their ballet suits. Yeah, they they are. are looking foxy. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. So, Screech lays an egg and it's over? Like, it really takes yeah. four minutes. And they don't. And they never cut away. Like, why? Why not just cut and make it seem like it's lengthy? At one point, Brad was questioning whether Zack and Kelly were having sex on stage because she's <laughs> flung over into his arms and he kind of picks her up, but, like, awkwardly from the leg, and then they both fall over on each other. Yeah, I'm pretty... And then her top opens up, and then he's all, whoa, my and then, ties like, got the ripped. And then, the tip goes out a bit, yeah, and, uh, it's, I mean, it's... it's I'm pretty sure they were fucking. That's why I think it justifies the four-minute runtime and why it's called experimental art, true. as opposed to a ballet. True, true. If someone gets pregnant, that's the end of the show. <laughs> curtains close. Everyone is loving this shit. Oh, I love it! It was they, the best ballet. They bow. Curtains close. They open up another encore bow, <laughs> and Screech comes out of nowhere with these giant eggs that he laid during the ballet recital. Just throw them out in the audience as souvenirs. Were they loaded with candy? Were I, they? I don't know. I don't know. It was bizarre. There's a lot of, Screech does a lot of weird things in this episode, too, which I had to deny as we watched. Well, then there's the whole subplot of the fact that Screech is actually valedictorian and Jesse isn't. Right. And Jesse's excited to be valedictorian. She is. She's all about it. Because she, care, she cares about her grades, unlike everyone else. She's like, I gotta get out of this shithole. I'm the only one who's gonna be valedictorian. No big deal. Everyone's even saying, hey, can the valedictorian sign my yearbook? Just cruel. Just cruel. Mm. But guess who's the dark horse candidate for valedictorian? Beats her by a tenth of a point, right? Yeah. Does that even matter? What the fuck does valedictorian mean? And also, mean? they hadn't even done the final for the dance thing yet, so how was the grade even inputted yet? I can guarantee you that Jesse Spanner got a better grade on that dance than Screech did. Fuck yes. If anything, Screech was playing toward the judges, and by that I mean the teachers or whoever's in charge of the I grades. Fucking who the Belding. fuck knows? I... I don't he, know. He was a show-off, and he was weird. Jessie Spano looked hot. Yes, she did. And she also did her dance correct. And she can dress herself like a human. Played by the rules. Defo. Um, <sighs> so, ter- so Screech is like, well, no, uh, Jessie wants to be valedictorian. I don't want it. I reject the offer. Mr. Belding, make Jessie the valedictorian. Turtle, like, is a witness to all this. What's the worst thing that could happen in this situation? Turtle's a witness and has to keep a secret about this. Fuck. She's the gossip girl of fucking Bayside. She, everyone's it's gonna know. It's all she has. It's all that she has. Like, dressing terribly and being a loudmouth, busybody gossip. So, of course, it's I, almost out of spite, I think she tells Jessie Spando in a fit at some point. Well, Jessie's like, because, like, um, after it's over, like, they're like, after uh, the ballet's over, um, I think, like, Turtle gives, like, Screech, like, a peck on the cheek. Yeah, well, they're saying goodbye to each other. Right. Cause Kelly's like, been telling everyone during the whole fucking episode, These are our last days at Bayside. <sighs> Honey, you have no idea what's about to happen to you at college in Vegas, so just hold Seriously. Up. Roll Seriously. that back for a minute. I don't even remember my last day of high school. <laughs> Neither do I. <sighs> I remember graduation, mostly. Uh, vaguely. 
And that was just because it was different. I don't remember what we did in the last day of school. No, not a clue. Surely we didn't do anything. No. After drilling it into their heads, they do the ballet and realize, oh, fuck, this is the graduating, we graduate tomorrow. So they all kind of say goodbye. They all, Slater does this weird thing with Jesse about you'll always be my mama. And she says, you'll always be my papa. Weird, weird. Super weird. Um... Zach does something and kind of goes off or whatever. But it all kind of amounts to a, a moment where Screech is like, I'm going to miss you guys. And he kind of like goes over to Lisa like, Lisa? Like to hug her. And then he's like, you know what? I'm going to be a gentleman. I've He puts his hand out to shake it. But it's awkward. It's kind of like stiff. It was his little awkward Robbie. He has a, his little awkward Robbie sense to him. And Lisa's like, you know what? And she like, hugs him and gives him a kiss on the cheek. This Screech is like, I'll take it. I'll take it and go. Yeah. So then... Uh, Jesse's, Jesse's all like gross, weird. Uh, can't believe you, you do are that. you in love with Screech now? She kissed him on the cheek, bitch. Hold up. Yeah. And it's Lisa Turtle. Give her something. And so I was like, well, listen, you know, like you don't know what that guy did for you. She's like, what? And then of course Turtle spills the beans. Like, ah, oh, he was a valedictorian. He gave it up for you because he's your friend and you're a bitch. There's not even a. Whoops, I accidentally said something wrong. It basically is what Brad said. Yeah. She says it to her like, you're a fucking bitch. I'm a fucking cunt. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm a spiteful little bitch because oh, I have nothing. Oh, you didn't know you're a big dum-dum. Guess who beat you? Screech beat you. And I ah. kiss him on the cheek. So then, of course, uh, we go to graduation. Um, none of their families are there. No one's there. No parents. Unless we're like super focused into the one part of the auditorium and it's nope. always been huge. Nope. Just just those kids. Just, just the kids. Those, there's the drama teacher kids. we saw for the first time this episode. <laughs> there's Belding and there's the... there's That's it. The 200 something kids and like a one friend. I think you mean uh, 17 kids and well, not all of them graduated. one ballet teacher and the principal. There was a computer fluke and a lot of credits got taken away and Zach's the only <laughs> one who had any initiative to actually get that extra credit. Exactly. Definitely. Definitely. So they're graduating. Everyone is called up to get their diplomas. Jesse makes a speech. Mm. She's looking super foxy. Um, she's like, hey, listen, I love this, blah, blah, blah. She starts a really good speech, and then she's like, you know what? But I don't deserve to be up here. Screech, get up here and make a speech. Screech goes up there. He's super awkward and awful. And he's like, but you know what? I don't deserve to be up here because I'm terrible at speaking. You know who really deserves to be up here? Zach. Why? I don't know. Because he's the goof. Because he's the goof. He's the big goof. He's orchestrated everything. If it wasn't for him, this school wouldn't be here. Uh, he's the one that, that repaired the Tory universe with his yeah. god powers. So Zach goes up and makes like, a little bit of a speech. Uh, they pass out diplomas. Um, Zach and Mr. Belding have a weird hug that seems way too close. And Mr. Belding realizes he's lost the only person he's ever cared about. They did it. <laughs> they graduated. There's I, a weird moment where Zach, like, talks to the camera with his god powers, and is like, I can't believe it. I graduated. And then he jumps off the stage like a weirdo. Yeah, and it's weird because Belding kind of, like, looks away <laughs> in shame or reflective thought. And then Zach totally breaks the the fourth fourth wall. He's like, well, we did it. I graduated. And he's like, and he jumps off and goes, yes! Like almost a Gutenberg. Yeah. Like, yeah! Interscope records! Jumps off, everyone's like, whoa! Caps go up, and it freeze frames, and it's over. And that's A by the Bell, guys. That's, that's how it ends. That's, that's graduation. Let's rewind just for a second. There's I love when they're coming up and talking to Belding as they're getting their diplomas, because Belding makes the best comment to Lisa Turtle in the entire series. Oh, snap. What was it? She rolls up in her cap and gown, like everyone else, a conformist. Finally, she's wearing something that's normal. Right. And he goes, hey, Lisa, looking sharp. She's like, <laughs> thank you, Mr. Belding. Ha! <laughs> That's, because it's the first time. That's the first time she's looked good. It's the good. first time. You look 
like you're supposed to look. You're not wearing some weird boots or boots <laughs> on your shirt. Yes. You're not wearing some weird billowy thing. You look normal. You're looking sharp, girl. Good job. He says something to Slater, and he does, like, this handshake, and he gets it right, and Slater's like, ah, and he looks out to the, the audience, almost spiking the camera like a Zack would, and it's like, ha, he did it! Good job, Mr. B! But the way he says that, he's walking off, you can tell it was ad-libbed. Yeah. You can tell that it was just in the moment, and that no one wanted Ooh. him to say it. <laughs> it's just like, oh, okay, get, yeah. get what you can out of Slater, dude. Well, guess Slater's gonna be back in a few... There's a, there's a new show in the works. <sighs> we still got another episode left. I know. But I know what the last episode is, and it's it's interesting. All right. But that's Saved by the Bell, ladies and gentlemen. That's it's... it. They graduated. They did it. Yay. We did it, friend. We, we did it. We watched all, almost all of that season. We watched those kids graduate. Oh. All the turmoil and that oh, paranormal so Tory oh, thing. Terrifying. Happened. Terrifying. It's great, though. It was. Alex, who won and who lost on graduation? Belding lost? Belding probably lost. Belding yeah. lost because Belding doesn't get to keep Zach on campus. And he even mm-hmm. said that this has been the best senior class ever. It's true. Bel- I'm pretty sure Belding was Belding really lost. lost. He lost all of his friends. All of his... All of them. <laughs> all of his friends. They were friends. there for the birth of his child. Yeah. They're going. Yeah. Who won? That is a good question. Who do you think? What are you thinking? Uh, you know, I'm thinking maybe Screech. He's the valedictorian. Yeah. Uh, he got that turtle kiss that he wanted. Like a quick peck. Right. And he was the star of that ballet. True. And he was the star of the ballet. He stole the show. He, yeah, he did. Everyone likes the goof on stage. They love a goof. Forget Slater, he's dancing good. Yeah. But I could do that. Screech is doing. He's funny. I mean, yeah. Screech won. Screech won. In the final episode of, like, final-ish episode to say by the Bell, final complete episode, not... A recap episode, which we might get next week. Screech one. Screech the winner. Who's All right, there we go. Who's on bottom now? Who'd have thought it? Just gets better from here, guys. Belvedere, we're going to see what happens to Belvedere next week, and we're going to see how things end up on Saved by the Bell. Indeed. Guys, thank you so much for listening to Ramjack. Episode 112? No, 113? 113. Just flying by, man. Um, We appreciate you. We thank you. We enjoy your company. So much. Get back at us. Please. There's so many ways you can do that. Brad, can they phone us? You can. You can call us at 206-339-5894. Can they email us? You can. It's ramjackpodcast at gmail.com. All right. I love what you're telling me, but is there a way to them for them to tweet at us? Because a lot of people like the Twitter. Um, Just go to at ramjackpodcast. This is crazy. Are we on Facebook? There's a Facebook group. There's a Facebook group, it's ladies and gentlemen. It's the best Facebook group. It's that easy. Do it. Get on there. Get in contact with us. See what's up. We'd love Please. to hear your thoughts and your feelings and your opinions and your life goings-ons. Let us know. Let us know about your life goings-ons. It's the holiday season. You better be doing some stuff. Seriously. You gotta be doing something. Are you doing nothing with your lives? Hit up the website. Curiosityabounds.com slash ramjack. See what Brad's been doing with the cover art? There's some funny stuff happening. True. Um, if you just use it on your podcast app on your phone, you're not going to get that cover art. You're going to get the default art, which Ugh. will be changing soon. But, yeah, you definitely want to get Brad's cool art. The one you did for the Halloween one, where I'm all, was awesome. By that, I mean, I should have went, because that was a werewolf. That was a werewolf sound. It was a good time. It was a good time. That was a good holiday thing. Well, thank you. Um, guys, make sure you find us on iTunes. Leave us a review. We would love to get some feedback there. Definitely. Um, tell everyone you know. Your parents like podcasts? Let them know what a podcast is and tell them about it. Get together with your parents and uh, sit around the iTunes together like a functional family. If you if you have one of those. If you're in a uh, loving parental relationship, 
sit down with your iPad in front of a fireplace, in fr- on the couch together, pop some popcorn, hopefully with a poppery too, um, and just enjoy Ramjack together. Wow, that sounds... Discuss the topics with your children. Oh god, that sounds so uncomfortable. What do they think about eating lots of bugs and oh, dying that's from that? That's terrifying. What do they think about you stealing their blood to make them young again? That would be the longest conversation I've ever had with my family. <laughs> Maybe Ramjack is all about getting people... Well, okay, maybe not getting back to families. No, fuck families. Families are <laughs> terrible. They throw you into piles of broken glass and try to drug you. All right. Don't they, don't Guys, they all do that? Don't worry about your family. Get your friends together. Listen to Ramjack as a group. Yes. Get your co-workers together. Talk sure. about Ramjack. Sure. Just get people to... Get other humans. Find other humans. Get them together. Listen to the podcast together. And then to have a discussion group. Maybe come up with questions ahead of time that you can you can ask each other. I mean, that's not too much to ask. No, then and quiz each a, other. That's a wonderful thing. Quiz each other over the contents of the episode until you've memorized all of them. <laughs> and then join the Facebook group. Because uh, before, or even before, God, it's just we want to bring people together to have a good time, fun stuff. That's what Randy's all about. And another thing, if someone gives you a gift, don't be an awkward Robbie. Unwrap your Okay, Stargrove, let's see that new routine. Come on. All right, more lift now. More lift. Good. Real tight. Are you feeling like breaking out? Let's see some height, Stargrove. All right, try it again. More lift. Good. Feeling adventurous, then you must put your trust not in a stranger. Playing your own game, do it your own way. Keeping your own sound that you found going down, playing like you play. Who knows what you'll find, you may like it or not, but all that you find, boy, is all that you got. So